Hi, my name is Sean Keyes and you're listening to You, Me and BPD. In this week's episode, I wanted to talk to uh, a girl I know from Athlone, Janet Mead. And I know Janet uh, when we were younger, you know. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk to Janet is because Janet is very open and honest about um, how she feels about the pandemic and vaccines and stuff like that. And she gets a lot of flack or slated on sl- on Facebook. And, you know, I would see the amount of comments she would get from people who are genuinely afraid because what you have is both sides. You have people who are afraid and people who are not afraid. And I wanted to get Janet on to give her side of the story because, as I said, she does get an awful lot of um, abuse on Facebook from people who, um, I suppose, realistically, from behind the screen can just say what they want. And, you know, in this episode, it's a very long episode because, you know, some things in life need to be said. And in this episode, Janet goes through about her own life, um, why she is not an anti-vaxxer, but she just, why she does what she does and how what led her to become um, as educated as she is on vaccines and why she makes a stance during the current pandemic. So, um, I wanted to get her on, I wanted to get her opinion, and to be honest, in in my opinion, I'm delighted I got her on, and that's why the episode is so long. She gives very um, clear and honest reasons as to why she does what she does in her life, you know, so uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Hello. Hi, how are you? How are you, Sean? How's things? Not too bad, not too bad. Is it is it an okay time? Oh, it is. Yeah, it's grand. Yep. Sound, sound. Not a bother at all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, I just said I'd give you a buzz. Um. And see if it's a, if if you're up for doing a, if you're up for doing one, you know, to be honest with you, because ah, yeah, sure. Look, mental health. People need to talk about it, really, don't they? Oh, definitely. Important. Like, I think it's important, and everyone has a story, and. You know, I was chatting to a girl the other day and she didn't think her story was all that good. And I thought it was one of the best stories I've ever heard. Yeah, You know, yeah. and people people don't realise that their story is good, you know, that type of way. Yes, and it's important because it might help somebody else who's going through something similar. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Mm. You know. Yeah. So, Have you done many of them yet, Sean? Um, podcasts, I think I've... I'm, see, I'm not... I'm a devil. I probably... I think this the one this one could be thirty eight or thirty nine, you know, that type of way. Oh go away. Already. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, I've done um I think that's thirty eight, thirty nine, something like that, you yeah. know. Um Brilliant. I'm enjoying them. Like, cause it's different and you're getting to chat to people then and it's it's for me it's it's about that. It's about actually just chatting to people and seeing what their life is like and how they have um Come mm. true, come true their own things, you know. Yeah, that's you know, what I was. T- I was actually, believe it or not, like since we were, you know, messaging and that, mm. and thinking, and it's like going through, and it's like there's been trauma there since I was actually very small. Do you know what I mean? I was yeah. thinking, will I talk about that or will I not? Do you know what I mean? Because mm. it's, you know, quite personal. But at the same time, I'm thinking, well, I've not, I've nothing to hide. Do you know that sort of way? nothing to be ashamed of for, you know, going through these experiences. Yeah, so, yeah. 
I don't know. I don't want to be rambling either. So no, no, I, like not at <laughs> all. The way, like, look. You know, it's it's recording as we speak with the equipment I have when I make a call. It's recording, but yeah, like the way I look at it, like it's like this, Janet. I don't want anyone coming onto the podcast and we'll say talking about something that they might. How would you say it? You know, I might get a good podcast. Yeah, and then they're in shit for fucking months because they have to pick up the pieces afterwards. Yeah. Like, the girl I was chatting to the other day, you know, she didn't even want to be known. And I'm Mm. all for that. I'm all for whatever, whatever you want to talk about. Like, that's, that's you know, the last thing I want to do is, is try and get a good story, but it destroys someone's fucking life as they're telling it to me. And I've no interest in that. You know, yeah, if, you're, yeah. if you if you want to tell me something and and you know you put it out, and then you know at the end of it all you're you're going fuck it I shouldn't have said that. I mm. won't put it out. Yeah, I know what you mean. Or I'll go, you know, or I'll cut it out. I'll I'll cut that yeah. piece out or whatever. So I wouldn't. I would say to you, be as open and honest as you want to be. Yeah. Without anything else because at the end of the day I've had people and they've done it and they said and they've rang me back and said look I, I don't want that put out like, yeah no problem yeah you know because yeah. in the middle of a chat everything's fine but at the end of the day people are listening yeah you no know, it's like That's me true. like when I'm when I I've done as I said 37 podcasts some of them I've been brutally honest about but I at the end mm. of the day couple of reasons i'm brutally honest number one it's trying to help people number two um someday my kids are going to be listening to it and i think i think it's important for them to hear who i am yeah. um yeah you know that's yeah. that's a fundamental thing for why i do it is that maybe 30 years from now or whatever they might listen go oh right okay so that's what he did yes because, i know what you're saying yeah, yeah the thing about mm. mental health is people don't talk it's like it's like, as yeah. I said in the podcast, why should I be ashamed of something that I didn't do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't ask for fucking exactly. borderline personality disorder. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. No, you're right. No, it's just, you know, I suppose when you're going talking about mental health, then, you know, it's it kind of, especially if I'm going to be speaking kind of openly, which I have, me and you have had a chat mm, before and mm. I've chatted to other, it's not like, you know, I don't really hide anything because I've gone through that amount of counsellors and healing myself. Yeah. I'm actually in a good place now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I was kind of, you know, just stuff kind of cropping up, not not affecting me, just thinking, God, well, will I talk about that, you know, because mm. at the end of the day, for me personally, I want people to know that, you know, my life isn't always perfect. Do you know what I mean? When somebody mm. looks from the outside in, they might, you know, I do have people saying to me, oh, God, sure, you're so healthy and you're so this and you're so... You know, none of us are perfect, and I want people to see that that yeah. we, you know, that we all go through certain things in life and traumas that we don't talk about. But it is important at some point in life to actually talk about, you know. And it might encourage other people to open up and be more open about their own kind of issues or whatever they've had to deal with. You know, mm-hmm. that's just kind of my thing. I don't know. No, I think um, you're right. I, like, look, we have been chatting and. You, you know, 
you've experienced suicide, which is one of yeah. the reasons I do this podcast is because I yeah. I try to end my life and thankfully it didn't yeah. didn't um go through. But that's not yeah. the case for everybody. And you have yeah. experienced suicide, haven't you? Uh well I I I tried it myself when I was fifteen. Right. And so I didn't know that. My, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. There's stuff there's a lot of stuff there. I did when I was fifteen. I took okay. a load of sleep and tablets. Yeah, thankfully I didn't take enough. But yeah. um yeah. No I did. Um but then obviously my ex husband <clears throat> and then I became very suicidal after his death. So I was postnatal depression as well. So mm. do you know, I understand it. You yes, know, yes, <clears throat> the darkness of it. And, mm, oh, absolutely, the darkness of it, and where your head can actually go. I've never experienced like when I was younger. You know, it was different. Mm. Um, but to experience what I did, and that's when your head literally goes. I've never experienced that before until a few years ago. You know, yeah, and it kind of gave me an understanding of how people's minds can lit- literally just flip out and they can just you know what I mean I can mm. understand it help me to understand it and that's the, the thing for me I don't see life as been traumatic I don't see it as and when you're in it in the thick of it yeah of course it is but when you're looking from the other side for me it, it's been a huge lesson because it's helping me be more uh, empathic towards other people do you know yeah that's true I I know myself that's again I'm repeating myself but that's why I do the podcast is because if I had the knowledge I have today, in two thousand and nine, mm. when I slipped my wrist, I I'd still have two hands, um, mm. and that's for me fundamental because mm. you don't talk about you know <clears throat> it's a shame mm. to talk about suicide like as if somehow number one yeah. as you know you're gone your head is gone yeah if yeah. your if your head was there you wouldn't do it um mm. you know and I've talked to loads of people who've survive suicide and and the fundamental thing that everybody says is it's like they're they're driven to it it's like they're no longer mm. there they're just kind of a passenger in this yeah. horrible scene where they're just so yeah. far gone that they're just living through it but they're not part of it even though they're the ones that yeah. are going to die mm. you know because your mind has gone so far in my belief now from what I yeah. understand, the suicide is because the mind can't figure it out. It goes, yeah. Well, I don't know what to do, so it's best that you die. That's exactly what it is. You're trying to figure stuff out, mm. um, and then, and then as well as that, you find other issues. You know, just other stuff can come into all of that then as well, and question and everything, and just and especially when you experience somebody, you know, that that you're close to committing suicide. There's always that oh, I could have done more and there's that guilt and there's mm. that shame of not actually doing more when that person has reached out to ask you for help. Do you know what I mean? Right, okay, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. so there's there's an awful lot of emotion. Yeah. Um, the thing about, like, the thing that, I, as I said to you, when, why I wanted to kind of contact you is, you have a huge story. Like, it's not just you have a huge story. You have a huge story with the lockdown. You have a huge story with the herbs. You have a huge story, obviously, with suicide. Yeah. And there's so much. Um, I genuinely want to get your story out there. That's the truth. Because with the fucking pandemic, you know, yeah. I see what's going on. I see, you know, mm. the slating that you're getting and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. I, you know, I'm seeing it and everyone else is seeing it. It's like a fucking... 
yeah. form of EastEnders, if I'm being honest. You know, they have a quick look. and But at the same token, I think it's important to talk about it, you know, and like... Yeah. You know... Yeah. From, from the perspective of how it is doing, what it's doing to you. You know, this is what this yeah. is about. This is uh, this is mm. what this is about, is to kind of give you a, a bit of a heads up too. Is that yeah. <clears throat> if we're going to talk about the lockdown, how it's affecting you. You know, like I was chatting yeah. to a friend of mine there today and he goes, um, I can't wait for the vaccine. Yeah. And I says, yeah, it'll be great when it comes out. All right. Yeah, yeah. He says, are you getting it? I says, no. Oh. Yeah. I says, he says, why? I says, well, like... I don't want to get it. Um, there's just not enough data on it as as we stand. No, no. Oh, like, would you not be concerned about other people? I said, mm. there's no concern because if they get the vaccine, sure, they're sound. They can still give me the virus, but sure, I'm yeah. okay because I'm willing to get the virus. Um, yeah. I says you've 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 nearly I think I think to the best of my knowledge you've ninety nine percent I've a ninety nine percent chance of surviving. Um, yeah. I said like so to the best of my knowledge. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with them numbers. Um, it's not the Spanish flu where it's killing babies, middle aged people, elderly people. Yeah. It's really only killing off the people that are over the age of eighty two. I says I'm not being funny when I say this. You know. Yeah, we didn't get this chance hundred years ago. You just didn't live till yeah. eighty two. I said, in a weird way, it's like as if the virus is going around like Jim out of the swimming pool looking for red bands. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> it's going to the fucking eighty two year olds going, what the fuck are you doing here? You should have been gone last year. So yeah, I said for me it's natural, but I said you can't talk about it because people get so upset because oh my god, you're heartless. I'm not heartless. Yeah. And he says, but would you not be concerned with your mother? You know, would you not be concerned with your mother? I said, no, like, this is nature. It's nature, exactly. It's just nature doing what nature does. I said, I'm not anti-vaccine. You know, if I put my hand through a fucking nail, I'm getting the tetanus because, yeah, yeah, my body cannot produce enough fucking uh, antibodies in time before I die. That's just yeah. science. Um, and I said this to him. I says, I've spent years minding my mental health and I've spent years making sure my gut bacteria have been developed and grown and I mind them like a fucking baby. Yeah. I'm not putting something in that I don't know if it'll agree with them. Yeah. But I do believe you should have a choice whether you get it or not. And I disagree, I said, with how it's been... Uh, people that are coming up. I see, <clears throat> I see yourself. Yeah. I see my like my niece. She yeah. is on fucking re- like. We're the keys are weird in the wrong way. Like I'll research mental health down to the ground, and I'll fucking find as much as I can out about it, just so when I'm talking, yeah. I don't sound like a bollocks. But Kate is the same way, but she's doing it for the vaccines. Yeah, same as myself. And she is coming up with, like, she, I was listening to her today and I was there, will you do a podcast? No, please, no. Kate, the information you have is fucking, you just sit down and listen to her for hours because Mm. it's all facts. It's all data. It's all just 
peer-reviewed shit. She wouldn't bring up anything unless it was peer-reviewed. Excuse me. Yeah. And I love that. And what I'm looking at with this whole pandemic is this. Fear is in and facts are out. Yeah, exactly. You know, and no matter, like, I don't even talk about it as such because it got to a stage where in the beginning of the pandemic, I was there going, oh, I bet you America's going to do really bad out of this. And someone was going, why? Their diet is shit. Yeah. I says, while you're trying to fight inflammation, you can't be fighting the virus. And it says their diet does nothing but cause inflammation. So they're Absolutely. Going to, so it says their diet is, their body's already busy fighting their diet. So anything yeah. else that comes in, it's not going to have a chance to to fight it. Mm. And um, America's doing very poorly from what I see. You know, yeah. per million people dying, I think it's uh, 16, 1700 people. Yeah. And the signs are on it. And the countries that, like, like Brazil is doing better than America. Yeah, it's the diet, absolutely. <clears throat> exactly, and a Brazilian diet is a very basic, lentils, yeah. beans, yeah. normal, everyday food. A, a poor man's yeah. dinner, as they call it. At the same token, yeah. it's so much full of fibre, it's feeding all their gut bacteria, and their gut bacteria are able to fight off anything that comes in. Yeah. And Brazil exactly. is a fantastic standard, because at the end of the day, Sweden is great, but in my opinion, Sweden is great. <clears throat> Sweden is great, but they're the thing about Sweden is they're not like the Irish. If you tell a Swede to walk on the left hand side, he will. The Irish won't yeah. just for the crack. Yeah. So we're a bit of a fucking mismatch of a nation. But the Brazilians yeah. have wealth, poor, shanty towns, um yeah. compact. It's a perfect breeding ground for a virus. And because yeah. they don't fuck all, because they couldn't. They should be absolutely atrociously dying. Yeah. And they're nowhere exactly. they're not even coming near America. Who no. who has tried and, and even Britain. You know, so yeah. for me the thing I can't understand is why are we not using science? You know, why are we not just saying, Well, why is Sweden getting on so well why is brazil why is like japan japan with 64 out of every million something like that yeah 64 people like it's fucking ridiculous now again the japanese they do what they're told and they kind of lock themselves down right yeah but at the same token if you look at brazil and sweden it just for me even my wife said are you not afraid I says, the numbers aren't high enough. There's not enough people dying. No. And she goes, but that's no. shocking, Sean, because people are dying. I says, Emma, people die every year from the flu when we don't hear it. But I says, let me put it this way to you. If on, in October every year, if someone, the news came on and said, which I says, this does happen. On average yeah. of three people every year die from the flu every day, right? In yeah. Ireland. If every night on the news in Ireland, the, the news said three more people died today from influenza, we would shit ourselves getting the flu. Yeah. And I said the death rates would go up because people are afraid. But yeah. they don't talk. Yeah. I says they're not talking about it. <clears throat> no. You know. 
No. Well, there's zero, there's zero recorded cases through the HSE of flu this year. Like, that says an awful lot. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's mm. on the HSE website. Zero recorded cases of flu reported. Do you know what I mean? There's zero cases of death from flu. And it's like, you're looking back. I look back over the charts over the last few years. Mm. And, like, it's going into one, two, and 3,000 people going through the hospitals between January and February and, you know, easing off coming into March, like every year for the last five years, you know, and now that's all gone. They said now basically COVID is replacing flu. That doesn't even make sense, you know? It doesn't make sense at all. And I went through the, I go through the, all the vaccines as well, uh, like you were saying, your niece, and the Pfizer vaccine, there's a 114 page, it's a risk safety assessment. Um, document that I got in December. They updated every month, actually. Right. But it shows the, the amount of missing information. So, um, been tested on elderly, frail people. That's missing information because there's no studies done. Uh, immunocompromised people. Um, uh, check, you know, tests on people with, with beard disease. So that's the vaccine adverse effect reaction disease, hmm. which can only be uh, kind of checked out after two years of getting the vaccine. So people don't realise they're actually in a clinical trial, you know. Mm, that's what mm. that's what's happening now. This is a clinical trial that people are consenting to legally. So it's completely indemnifying the pharmaceuticals, the government, and everybody else. But people are legally putting themselves forward, you know, mm. for this trial. It's it's just beyond belief. I can't understand it at all, you know. Um, and as you said, we all have an immune system, um, you know good bacteria, bad bacteria, whatever, gut system, you know, that's designed to help us fight infection. That's when we get sick. When we're getting sick, our body is fighting off something, you know, and it's releasing that, which is normal, you know, Mm. it's absolutely normal. And people are just afraid of being sick anymore, which is crazy. When being sick is is a a fundamental thing. I mean, your immune system is designed to actually read it, learn from it. Yeah create cells, and then have the cells lying dormant until they see that uh, virus or sickness again, and then they're just there yeah. ready to go. You know, yeah. it's it's like he said to me, but sure, what's the difference? If you're going to be creating the cells or the vaccine is going to be creating the same cells, I says, that mm. is so true. Yeah. I just would prefer me to create the cells. Uh, cells. Yeah. <clears throat> I says, you just, it's an RNA vaccine. Mm. Fair enough. The RNA is going to tell the spike uh, the, to make the proteins for the particular spike. Yeah. Right. But we don't know what the side effects of that are. No. That's the does. problem. I says I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm not. Yeah. But the side no. effects, if I turn around, <laughs> let me put it this way to you. I can get COVID. I know my body will have a reaction to it. And I says something could possibly go wrong with me. Yeah. No. Let's just say it's the other way around. Like, if I didn't get, like, I'll give, like, I'll give you an example. I wasn't vaccinated as a child, right? Yeah. I got the mumps. Yeah. Because I got the mumps, it interfered with my fertility. Because it interfered yeah. with my fertility, there's not getting vaccinated. So I'm on. Yeah. I'm. Uh, what would you call it? I'm the other side of the fence, right? Yeah. As in what can go wrong when you're not vaccinated. Now, thankfully, fucking with science and all that, the kids are there and they're all mine and that's great. 
Yeah. Um, but I still believe that's just nature. That's just nature doing what it did. It just did what it did yeah. to me, and thankfully science is there, and we could uh, we could have children. Yeah, exactly. It's still exactly, and you see, people think I'm an anti-vaxer, whereas three out of four children of mine are vaccinated. Do you know what I mean? Mm. We mm. went to India ten years ago, and we got vaccinated before we went. Myself and my sons. Yeah. So people have this preconception: oh, you're only an anti-vaxer. It's like, well, where are you getting that from? Do you know what I mean? Mm, my mm. two sons are fully vaccinated. They had all the schedule. My daughter had a reaction at two months and it made me question stuff. So I had to start questioning because she was so sick after the two-month jab, which yeah. made me as a parent decide this is not in her best interest to continue with this. So we stopped vaccination. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's not about being anti-vaccination. It's about researching what we feel is best for our family. Do you know? And the same with this, these vaccines that are out now. We're researching to see what's actually best, you know? And science is there to be questioned. That's the whole purpose of science, is questioning things. It's finding answers to things, you know? And people mm. forget this. And they, they look at, you know, me, oh, you're anti this, you're anti No, I'm not. I, what I'm anti is anyone that's anti-nature. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'm pro-nature. I'm pro-living. I'm pro, you know, just getting out there. I could be hit by a bus tomorrow. and not see my mother for a year because COVID has me worried to death. You know, who's yeah. going to benefit from that? You know, take each day as it comes and just enjoy it and enjoy the people around you mm. and not be afraid and living in fear constantly. That's mm. my just perception. Is but it, I'm not yeah. anti-anything. <clears throat> I'm, I'm anti-something that I feel is not beneficial to me and my family. What other people do is their own choice. I'll share stuff on Facebook. I'll try and, you know, say to people, look, just look into it, research it. You know, wake up a little bit and see what's going on around you because it's not right what's happening. There's people dying left, right and centre, the elderly the way they're cut off from their mm. families, it's not fair and they're in, in their later years they should be enjoying their grandchildren and their children and you know, be able to live their life out to the fullest in their last years, but they're cooped up, you know, terrified I think it's just criminal, so that's just where I'm coming from, but if people whatever they want to do, I'd never confront anyone and say you're wrong for this or, like my son uh, girlfriend got vaccine last week mm. you know and I just I didn't say anything to her and I just said look just read into it you know before you get the next one and that was it that's her choice you know yeah yeah and you see you made a you made a call there because your 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 baby had um, an allergic reaction to vaccines absolutely yeah, <laughs> yeah. So not, I had to yeah and you yeah. see I, I, like it's like anything in life nobody just wakes up one day and goes Today I'm going to be an anti-vaxxer. They yeah, all had no. something that scared them. Mm. And there's no greater scare than when your child's life is in danger. Absolutely. And yeah. you we will... We were terrified. Yeah. yeah it's, you will, you know, you will go to the lengths of the earth to try yeah. and make sure that you can undo or else make safer for what they've experienced. Yeah. Mm. And, you know... It's 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 one thing labeling people anti vaxxers. Again, you're not an anti vaxxer. I'm not anti vaxxer. No. You know, and even even like that with my mm. friend today when I was having this conversation with him, I said, I'm not bored and a lot of people aren't bored. Do you know, because mm. some people think, Ah, oh, you're bored, you've nothing else to do, so you might you might as well become an anti vaxxer or make noise. Yeah. I said, I'm not bored, I've loads to do. Like when I like I've done told them work to prep them, you know. 
By the way, yeah. I'm not taking the vaccine. As far as I know, it's not against the law. If you have any trouble with that, I'll come in and, because yeah. I'm on my own anyway, I'll fucking stay yeah. on my own. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm prepping them. Yeah. But as I said to him, it has to be my choice. But you see, the thing is, though, and I initially lost a lot of business last year because of my views, and I thought, you know what, I actually don't care. My health is my wealth, and my, my family's health is, is their wealth. Mm. Do you know? And I'm not prepared to stay silent on something that I feel down the line is going to be hugely detrimental to people. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just can't stay silent on it. And um, But what I'm finding now is that I'm having an awful lot more business of people who are like-minded. Do you know that sort of way? Yeah, yeah. So I think where one door closes, another one opens. Do you know that sort of way? So I'm not going to be tied by, you know, trying to stay quiet because I'm afraid of losing business from people because I put my trust in and I said, no, do you know what? Everything will be fine. Mm. And it is. You know, I still have my business and I still have people coming to me and I still have people ringing and, you know, asking for consultations and asking for products and stuff. And it's, that's the way I see it. I think just living in fear too much and just doing what you're told it, when it's going to, it could possibly affect your own health. It's not good for you, you know? And, and again, um, it's not, it's, it's, if it was killing babies and young adults, I'd say, yeah, look, we need to do something. Um, but it's not. You have to, no. like, you know, even my wife was like, it killed a 40-year-old. Yeah, one. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I says, the vaccine's going to kill people. Like, this is a while back. I says, the vaccine's going to kill people when it comes out. What do you mean? Yeah. I says, vaccines, yeah. like, they're good. They kill well, the one. Especially these ones <laughs> that are not tested. Exactly. These are not properly tested. You know, that is actually going to be of benefit. Like, with my daughter, like, say, for example... She had the six and one and the monocle jab. Mm. So it was only after, because my boys, they all had the three and one. That's yeah. all there was when they were growing up. So when she had the six and one and then another injection, I was like, what are you giving her? I wasn't even informed by the doctor what they were going to give her. Right, right. You know, I just had to sign a consent form. No one sat me down and said, look, this is what is in this. I had to research afterwards myself. She broke out in eczema. She stopped smiling. She stopped gurgling. She was drooling, literally, her eyes were dead for nearly two weeks. And I said to Pa, I said, what are we after doing? And I was terrified she wasn't going to come back. Mm-hmm. Now, she has these ticks. She's eight now, um, which she developed after that vaccine, um, where she squeezes her hands and blinks her eyes really fast as if she's getting excited. Mm. Um, and she still has that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. like, if I had been fully informed, it would have given me a choice. To say, well, do you know what? I'm going to hold off until I research this a little bit more. Mm. But because I didn't know at the time um, what was actually in the vaccines, like they're giving them vaccines for hepatitis. Like, how is a child going to get hepatitis? Do you know what I mean? Pneumonia as well. That's not contagious. So I questioned my doctor Mm. and I asked her about meningitis as well. She said, to be honest with you, she said there's over 100 strains. So she said, what they're actually vaccinated against is certain strains, but they could get a different strain. So she said, you're right. She said, they're not going to be fully covered. Mm. You know, that sort of way. Yeah. So it was only by me questioning them, I decided, no, I'm not going to give her any more. And it was the best decision ever. And my son, he's, he's unvaccinated completely. Mm. Not a bother on him. They still get the normal colds and flus and coughs and what have you. But 
to fight them, do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think people need to be informed, which they're not been. They're Absolutely, not been told, yeah. like, this is what's <clears> in <throat> this. This is how it works. This has not been tested on your age group or has not been tested if, if they're immunocompromised. It's not been tested. But it's up to you if you want to take the risk to take it. Nobody has been informed. Everyone's been told it's safe. It's been properly trialed. It was trialed on 44,000 people. 22,000 of those were placebos. So out of 7 point whatever billion worldwide, there's been 22,000 proper trials. That's yeah, not a proper yeah. study. Do you know what I mean? And that's, that was only one phase of it. Mm. So this phase, which is phase four, is in the public domain. Yes. You know? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's worrying. I'm worried for people. You know, I really am worried for people. And thankfully, my family, my immediate family anyways, are um, not um, going to be getting it. Mm. You know, but I worry for other people. And yeah, the effect it will have on them, you know. It's it's ripping people apart. Um, like, yeah. I see there myself. It's, you know, I love, I don't talk about politics, but I talk about religion. But yeah. it's worse than religion and politics put together because the minute you open your mouth, yeah. <laughs> excuse me, people are afraid. Oh, yeah. And like, they, if you come up with some sort of facts, you know, they, what I noticed with people is when I actually talk to them about facts, the like yeah. actual facts, they yeah. give me this stare that I can only say is like, fuck you. Why did you tell me that? Yeah. Now I have yeah. to deal with that. I was quite happy with what I was being told. Yeah. And that's the fear I can see in their face. It's like, why are you going around telling me this? Yeah, you're not a doctor. Yeah, you're not a doctor. You're you're only listening to YouTube videos. That I the amount of files I have saved because I actually research. And that's what I'm saying to people. I actually research. Mm. I sit and I read documents that are a hundred and two hundred pages long. Do you know, mm. to actually so I can understand what's going on. You know what I mean? Mm. So I can say to other people, well, look, that's not actually true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, um. And the evidence is there if people, if people search for it. But I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, it's just worrying the way it's going to go, whatever. It's not. You know, I'm thinking of my children's future. Mm. You know what I mean? And if I lie down and do nothing, what's their future going to be like? What's their children's future going to be like? Yeah. You know, uh, like, uh, you know, if, if this kind of thing is, been, which is like Nazi Germany, really, you know? You're given your your passport now yeah, to go traveling. Yeah, if you do something like you were given your star over over in Germany, you know, mm. like that's the way it is, and people can't seem to see that kind of mentality around it. No, and so they, what's they it going to be like it. twenty, thirty years down the line for our children? Mm. You know, what other ways are, are they going to be controlled? You know, yeah, and like and a, they're already been told not to hug each other, not to hold hands, not to kiss, not to, you know, yeah. wash every bit of. Wash even their good bacteria off their hands, you know, mm. constantly mm. wash and the amount of kids that have like this dermatitis eczema because of it, you know, from mm. all the alcohol. So that's what I'm thinking of. I'm think- I don't care about me, you know, mm. I don't care so much about myself. It's my kids, their futures. That's what I'm, you know, been vocal about. If there's an air of doubt in your mind, 
as a parent, yeah. as you've just said, right? Like, I'm a researcher. I'm a natural researcher yeah. for everything, whether it's the law, whether it's bloody vaccines, whether it's health, nutrition, herbs, doesn't mm. matter. You know, even psychology. I research everything. Yeah, yeah. I always have done. I've been a bookworm all my life. The old vaccines, as you know, you know, they had to put in adjuvants and they had to put in, like, fucking aluminium yeah. and whatnot and... You know, the yeah, aluminium and everything. Yeah, yeah. They'd be like, hey, 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 we're up here, we're up here, we're up here, just in case your body missed yeah. it. And they were having a bit of yeah. a disco, and then the body go up and go, fuck, I don't like you, and yeah. then they create their cells. Whereas this one yeah. is completely different. It, it, there's no adjuvants and stuff like that in it. To have yeah. the technology, compared to the old vaccines, where the old vaccines had to put in shit in there, deliberately mm. put shit in, to, yeah. to make sure the body didn't miss it, you know, just yeah. in case it did, it missed it. But the fact is that they don't have to put in any shit, and they had to yeah. put in shit. They had to put in stuff that the body would definitely see in case it missed it. Yeah. Now they don't have to. But the scary thing is how how advanced that is is unreal. Yeah, we don't. I don't even think we understand fully how advanced or or even what's going to happen down the line. I think the next. Two to three years will be a huge um, eye opener for a lot of people. I think so. I think so. And then, the, like, uh, an, a nephew of mine was saying to me, "That's part of you." Then he says, "You know, he he said when you when you get the vaccine, that is part of you. In other words, your children will be part yeah. of that." And and to yes. me again, I'd be going, mm, "You'd want to be making a fucking you're making a long lineage choice here." Exactly. You're thinking about your great great grandchildren type of thing. Um, You have to make a really. And are they going to be like robots (laughs) down the line? We don't know. We don't know the the advance of the technology because an awful lot has been hidden from us. An awful lot. Do you know that sort of way? Of what they're doing, you know? But we we don't know. (laughs) Absolutely. When people say to me, you know, the few people I talk to and they think I'm a fucking nutjob and they go, ah, will you stop? Sure, look. Jesus, as if they do it. And I always bring it back to this. I'm a parent. Mm. I don't tell my children everything I'm going to do for their own safety. Now, if I'm a parent who loves my children to bits, but still I hide 95% of the information because I know it's for their best. I honestly think someone is not going to hide it from people they don't know. You know what That's I mean? They're, they're not... It, they can't tell us everything because we would explode as a fucking population. Um, I, yeah, <clears> exactly. <throat> and like you think of the mother and baby homes as well. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Those children that were used as yeah. guinea pigs in mm. vaccinations as well without yeah. consent from anybody. You know? Yeah, yeah. At all. You know, an awful lot of them were used. Same in uh, during the war over in Germany as well in the Nazi camp. An awful lot of Bayer was one of the companies that was involved with the Nazi camp that were testing people in there with with whatever vaccines they had, you know. That's true. And this is going back generations. Yeah. And you see, that's it. Is is humans in their own way? They don't. They don't. And again, I'm not conspiracy, but they don't tell you everything because number one, you can't tell a whole population something. They go fucking mental. Um. <coughs> but at the same token, the fact is that they do hide. They just do. Yeah. They hide information from. I mean, 
as you just said there with the mother and babies, now I'm not big into the news, but I did hear that the they're filing away something as well, and these people who have a grievance against the state, they just can't get these files or something like that. No, it's, it's their own files, basically, on yeah. what happened to them in the, in the homes. Now, I was speaking to a woman, um, uh, God, I think she's in her 60s, but her husband would have been in one of the mother and baby homes. Mm. And um, he was taken from his mother, like the were, but he was used as a what you call, uh, basically like a test dummy. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was used as a test dummy. Now, they used to take certain kids and just completely, like, oh, just pump them with different things. Now, with, with this guy, anyways, he's in his 60s as well. Now, I think, or 50s, late mm. 50s. But um, they fought really hard to get his medical files. Now, he didn't even realise what he had gone through until they got these files. But his brain was opened for students to actually examine the brain of a baby while he was still alive. Imagine, Jesus. You know, and he still has the scar from it. Yeah. And she said the stuff that they read, she said, and he knew there was something not right because he had been adopted out to another family um, who actually, the woman, when they talked to her about it, she said, I didn't want to say anything, but she said, when we walked into the, the home, we saw him there. His head was cut, his legs were practically broken from being pulled out. He had more puncture wounds all over. He was only nine months old at the time and she said I'm taking that child she said Mm. if I left him there he would have been dead you know so she saved his life but that's one just one incident that I've heard of that could be loads more so what they're doing is they're stealing away a lot of these files and they're not giving them to people Mm. because they don't want them knowing what actually happened to them you know and you see as you said that's only one incident from a person that you know and and again, yeah. it's not about being anti-vaxxer. It's not about being anti any. I'm not anti. I don't vote. The reason I don't vote is I see the world in black and white and mm. I don't believe they're telling you the truth. And I'm a very big advocate for telling the truth. And yeah. so I don't vote. So it's like, no, because you're just going to tell different forms of lies than someone else. Um, yeah. And there's no transparency, you know. So I'm not no. I'm not anti-government. I couldn't give a fuck um, who runs the government. I don't care about stuff like that. But at the yeah. same token, I do believe I should be allowed to do with my body what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. if and choose for your children as well. Absolutely. As I said, my kids are young, but if they were older, I would. If my children were at, at teenagers and coming up to vaccine age, I think it's 18. No, would be yeah. my... If I was asked today, uh, your kids have to be vaccinated, I'd be like, no, absolutely not. No. Under no circumstances. They no. eat healthy. No, we don't fucking act the bollocks with food. Their body should be able to cope with it. Like, my wife yeah. turned around and said to me, you do realise, Sean, your concerts are finished. I says, I know. Yeah. I says... That's that's my choice. That's their, I yeah. said, I respect. I don't own the tree arena. It's not my yeah. building. That's their building. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. If that's what yeah. they say, that's what they say. It's still my choice to actually take it or not take it. And I said, I'd yeah. be a sad bit of a fucker now to just take it to go to a concert. I know. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll wait a couple of years. <clears throat> I says I've, I've, I've 150 fucking six gigs done I fairly live my life yeah I, I'll wait a couple of years and see and, and let it tell its own sign and 
when you when you explain to someone and say to them, look, there has been vaccines that have been taken off the market. Yeah, they don't like to hear that, right? No, not at all. They're like looking at you, going, "You fucking told me something else again that I didn't want to hear." And when you say yeah. to them, "Listen, I'm a big believer in science, and I believe in science." Yeah. The fact that I believe in science, I know science can be wrong until the next time, and then they're right. But yeah, they're currently right. Do you remember years ago when they had the clocks and there were little luminous green years ago in the clocks? And you yeah. could see them at night. And these clocks, I only relate this to painting because I'm a painter. These clocks were painted yeah. with this luminous green paint. That yeah. was highly cancerous. But at the really? current science, the people mm. who made the clocks were fine. Except for they yeah. weren't fine because they all died of cancer. Then that paint had yeah. to be removed. Now, current yeah. science. Another thing is during the nineteen sixties, you could buy a, you 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 um a, a basically a science kit that had like plutonium yeah. or some shit like that in it, which was just killing yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The current science you know, the, in the sixties was that is like this is a toy. It's a science kit, and it, and the kids got yeah. cancer and they died. Yeah, I'm all for science, but yeah. current science is still only current. Again, I go back to yeah. the fact that the tetanus does work. Yeah, it's been proven. I, I believe in science. I think science is amazing. Like it saves so many lives as well. Mm. But I think there's I think there's room for everything in the world. But what's happening here is. Every anything that's natural has been pushed out, and you've been told it's wrong. You know your own immune system, for example, is mm. one. You know, and your own look at your own lifestyle and diet. That's that's all wrong because only science is really right anymore. Mm. Which is is not a right way of looking at it. There needs to be a balance. <clears throat> you know, and mm. um, there's also ethical science, and what's happening now, I don't believe, is ethical. Um, and there are a lot of scientists speaking out. A lot of professors, a lot of doctors, a lot of nurses are saying this is wrong, you know. Mm, so mm. even though science now is saying it's right, there's an awful lot that are standing up against it and saying, no, no, this is not right what's happening. You know, this is not what we took our oath for. We're here to help people, you know, not yeah. to make them sicker. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So there is a huge and amount give, stepping up. And I do believe, like, give them the option. My mother is not taking the vaccine. Um <clears throat> she's worried she has a genuine worry about it and yeah. she was basically told well you won't be seen over here on the doctors if you don't yeah now I think there's something wrong with the world when you're telling a 73 year old woman who's genuinely afraid of yeah when you're saying to a genuinely scared human being yeah if you don't take the vaccine you can't come over here and be treated when you're sick. Yeah. That is That's what they're doing. a horrible thing to do to a human being. Absolutely yeah. horrible. Yeah, you know, and they're doing it to cancer <clears throat> patients as well. I had my son's aunt here last week and she's just, she's kind of in remission. She's gone through the chemo and that. Mm. Um, but she says, oh, I just got my vaccine today. I said, did you? <clears throat> she says, yeah. I says, all right. And, uh, I, you know, I, I'm not going to start debating with somebody that, that has had the vaccine. If someone asks me a question, 
Mm. I'll answer it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to give, um, you know, unwarranted kind of information to people. But uh, she said, well, I had to take it, she said, because I'm getting cancer treatment still. And she said, if I didn't take the vaccine, I wouldn't be able to get the treatment. You know, that's, yeah. that's so wrong. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. And and if you didn't get it, you yeah, you wouldn't be getting the treatment. Yeah. So they have people basically bent over a barrel to do it, you know. Um, now, there are some people that are questioning it and some people that are still getting their treatments and they're questioning and they're, you know, putting things forward to people, you know, in legal terms mm. because no hospital or doctor wants to put their name to anything legally. So, for example, if you feel your job is forcing you to take a vaccine, you know, you can say to your boss, well, look, I want your internal policy. And uh, I want to know the consequences if I if I don't consent to this vaccine, and if I'm if I get any adverse reactions, will you be liable for it and get them to sign it? You know, mm. ask for their answers in writing and get them to sign it, and that makes it legally binding. So very few companies would actually sign to anything like that. That's one way that people can kind of yeah, try and yeah, get out of it. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. So you're not you're not refusing it. You're just mm. saying, well, before I do agree to getting it, I'd like you to sign this and fit, answer these questions for me. You know, that's a very good way, it's actually. Yeah, if something bad happens to me, will you cover me? Yeah. Well, well, would would you personally be responsible for it and liable? You have to say liable, as in you can be sued. And none of them will say that. You know, none of them will actually agree to it. And I know of a few people that work in care homes and you know, paramedics and that that have done that. Mm. Um and that has gotten it kind of bided them a little bit more time, really. But um it's yeah, just shocking yeah. that that uh, you know, see all this there a few years back, uh, my body, my choice. Mm, that's the right. Abortion well, yeah. referendum. I thought so that was... many people. Absolutely. My body yeah, yeah and I... now that's all gone out the window I... and it's all like no no no. I mm. I remember that years ago, and I said that about six months ago to someone going, hold on a sec, how come you're allowed to have my body by choice and now you're not? Yeah. You know, how come you're allowed? <clears throat> People seem to forget. That's the funny thing, isn't it? It's like with, um, you're one there that hung herself in February there of, um, God help her. I, I always think about her, the fucking holiday... No, Emma watches it. Fucking Love Island, you on? Um, you know she was getting a lot of flack off the papers, and she hung herself. And I wouldn't mind if she just didn't hang herself. A month later, no. COVID hit. She wouldn't have even no. be taught about. You know, no, she killed no. herself about three weeks before the world turned to shit. Caroline Flack. And oh yes, and yeah, I remember that. I always remember people going, "Be kind, be kind," and then they just forgot about Caroline. And I still <laughs> think about Caroline going, "You poor fucking, you poor fucker, yeah." Because yeah. three weeks later, literally three weeks, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, three yeah. weeks later, nobody's talking about anything and have not been talking about anything else yeah. for a full year. For a full she year, she would have been fine. And yeah, the papers hounded her. And three weeks later, it's been COVID ever since. And I often yeah. think about her going, oh, Lord, it's just, it's just, that's like, I said this to my mother today, she was giving out. And I said, Mammy, can you remember what you were giving out about before COVID? 
No. Yeah. But before COVID, it was real. Yeah. It was really shitty because whatever you were giving out about meant something to you. But you can't yeah. remember what it meant because it mustn't mean that big of a deal. Yeah. This is people are getting caught up with this whole pandemic. They're, getting, they're like, forgetting to live. They're forgetting, yeah, they're like, as I said to her, don't forget to live because it is Disney World and your time mm. is running out and then you have to fuck off home, wherever home is. Yeah. I said, don't be, like, I have yet to sanitize my hands. I go in shopping, right? Yeah. And I, 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 I can see that they sanitize to the right or something and I just get my trolley and I walk as normal and someone said to me one day, you never sanitized your hands. I says, no, my hands are clean. Like, but what mm. about the trolley? I says, I'm not worried about the trolley. Like, I wasn't worried about the trolley before the fucking pandemic. And God knows yeah, what was on exactly. it. Nobody worried about yeah. the trolley forever. I says, no. And I just stopped first because I, I, it was a friend I knew. I said, nobody worried about trolleys ever. Like, in the history of yeah. trolleys, Nobody once said to themselves, how many people have touched this today? God knows. I, I have. Did you? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the type that actually, yeah, I swear to God, yeah, I'm the type, as soon as I do shopping, I'll come home and wash my hands. I always have done. There you always. go. Always. No, I've never yeah, done. always. I've never done it. Yeah. I, I'm washing my hands more now, um, but if I'm being honest, I think I'm only washing my hands as normal as you should have been. I come yeah. from the batteries. We didn't need to wash yeah. our hands as much. <laughs> so, no, but that's it. It's your natural <laughs> microbes, you know. That's, um, what, that's what helps us actually get strong. I actually broke out. Yeah. I, went, I went away for three days last year. Myself and the kids went mm. away in Paris. And I used the sanitizer where I was. Uh, within one of the centre shops. Mm. But I broke out in um, that dermatitis eczema. Yeah. All yeah. over my hands from yeah. it. That was only using it for three days. And the only reason was because I was in a different town. I thought, well, I better, you know, I didn't know the mm-hmm. people there. Yeah. But since that, I said, no, not doing it anymore because it literally burnt my hands. Like, I had photos and all, my hands were in awful state from it. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. won't. Now, you man in Super Valley, wash your hands. No, no, you're grand. I've just washed them before I left the house. I wash them when I go home then as well, you know. Mm, mm. And uh, I said, so, no, I won't. I said, it destroyed my hand, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, 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 I, 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 I'd say this year I'll see it out, but I'm hoping what yeah. it'll do is is um it's changed, it's changed people's mindset, and do you know what I, I'm not concerned about, but I look at it and go, oh, you shower of fucking idiots, you're after yeah. leaving yourselves vulnerable there because now people know, well if we do this this and this people will get afraid and then they'll do exactly what they done during the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Because now you have a complete um, equation for how to make people react, and it's yeah. fear, and that's what it is. It's it's if we if we apply, I mean Hitler done a great job. You know, he, yeah. Hitler was a perfect example of how you can install fear into people, and you know, without good, we know yeah. what happened, and all he did was talk. He just kept saying, this is this, this is this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but you see, it wasn't Hitler. He wasn't on his own. No, it was no. every single person that, that 
that complied to, you know what I mean? Yeah. To it. It was yeah. the people that were squealing on their neighbours for hiding Jews. Mm. Do you know, or saying there's Jews living up the road there. It was people, do you know, that were turning on each other that yeah. actually created all of that. It was the, it was the, you know, the soldiers or whoever it was that were bringing the people to the concentration mm. camp. So as you said, Hitler just stood there and talked. It was everybody else around him that did as we're told. Mm. But the fear was put into them. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. That's huge psychology. And even even the fact that all these COVID signs are yellow, that's a huge marketing colour. Do you know what I mean? If you mm. do any kind of marketing, mm. yellow is a colour. You always have the sales signs on in yellow. Do you know what I mean? Because it draws the eye. It's mm. the colour that people are attracted to. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And it's used in mind control. There's certain colours and images that are used in mind control. It's crazy. It's <laughs> And see, you, oh, you come out with all of this, me off. people would fucking yeah. be like, Ash, you're, you're, you're mad in the head, you're a conspiracy theory. And I wouldn't mind. Well, it's in all the marketing <laughs> books. I've studied no, marketing. Science. Do you it's know what science. I mean? I've done marketing. Yeah, I've done all them courses on consumerism and the whole lot. Mm. And that's what it tells you, you know. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's what draws people in. That's how they have all these sales or they have this or buy one, get one free or colours or whatever mm. that's why they use them colours and they use these tools they're all marketing tools to draw people in yeah, you know yeah, it's, so it's tricking the mind yeah it's tricking the mind <laughs> <laughs> thank god I did them courses because I can see that they're all tricking the mind it's not a conspiracy at all it's the yeah. best selling selling thing uh, selling point ever really <laughs> there you go there you go you know, I had a woman on there a week or two ago, and unfortunately, um, you know, she, you know, I, I find it even hard to talk about it, if I'm being honest, but like, yeah. you know, she, her, she took her phone off her 12-year-old daughter, and her daughter walked in front of a train and killed oh, herself. Indeed. Yeah, so it, it was a terrible, but she, um, she was brave enough to come on and tell her story, and it was a fucking, yeah. you know... It, it, I find it extremely difficult. Even I was great talking to mm. her, but I find it difficult to talk like now about yeah. it. You know the type of way. Yeah, yeah. But these things are important because people need to hear that. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, it's like as I say in my <clears> podcast. <throat> you know, I've slipped my wrist. I don't even try and hide it anymore. Not because yeah. I've slipped my wrist. It's because people need to know. Jesus Christ! When you're fucking mentally yeah. ill, you'll fucking you could slit your wrist. Yeah, um, that's it. And give them the, I suppose, mm. some form of wisdom to go, well, this is what I did and this is what helped, you know? Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Do you know, like I took sleeping tablets when I was 15. Do you know what I mean? Mm, mm. But I was going through a lot of trauma at the time. But, you know, there's trauma in life and there's trauma in life. Do you know what I mean? Mm, and mm. some people... um don't have the tools, I don't believe, to actually be able to deal with the trauma. Do you know what I mean? And like yourself, myself, we've been bookworms, we'd read a lot, we'd learn a lot for ourselves, you know, to help mm. ourselves. Because we know that we can do that, you know, we're the only ones that can change our lives. Other people um, struggle with that. And I think these podcasts are important to help people to see that there is light always at the end of the tunnel, no matter what way you look or what way your vision is, there is always light there. There is always ways that you can change things, whether it's a small thing as your diet, you know, or mm. going for an, a nice walk or a little bit of exercise or having a bit of me time or, you know, little simple things. And it's blessing the simple things in life as opposed to always looking at the bigger things. 
you know. Mm. I think that's really important. Uh, yeah, I'd let, definitely like to talk about um, my ex's suicide because I was remarried, you see. And this is a huge thing as well. Mm. I was I was remarried with another family. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I still grieved as if I was still married to him, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I, I'm sure there's an awful lot of men and women out there who have lost partners who had moved on and who had been seen to have moved on. But their grief was probably just as much, you know, that sort of way, as if they had still been with that person, you know? Not oh, just for themselves, absolutely. for their children, if they have children with mm, them, mm. you know? And it's an awful hard thing to talk about. And thankfully, my husband is very open and he knows the grief that I've gone through and he's been so supportive. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I've been able to talk to him about it. But I'm sure a lot of people out there haven't been able to talk about that kind of grief. As if, um, because yeah, they've been like, in another relationship. Yeah, yeah. As if, I, I can only imagine that they would somehow feel shame in in a sense of going, "How can I talk to you about my my, yeah. my ex partner?" When really, mm. and I was only talking to someone the other day about grief, and I do believe this about grief: the heart is big enough to love, and it has the yeah. same capacity for grief. A friend of mine, yeah. a friend of mine, hung himself. Um, mm. a couple of years ago and every I don't know why this happened I can't I, you know as much as I know about my brain I don't know why this happened yeah. but it did happen I must have been thinking about him while I was mixing paint yeah and every time I mix paint now I think about him and I get a pain yeah. in my heart thinking about him yeah yeah and it's like it's like someone just is is is, is grip, gripping my heart and just twists it. Mm. And it hurt for a long, long time. And then yeah. one day I realized and went, I hope that pain never leaves me. Yeah. I really hope that pain never leaves me because I think about him every time I mix paint. And the irony is I mix paint five or six times a day. Yeah. <laughs> because of my yeah. job I have to experience pain but yet mm. I'm thinking about um, a friend of mine so yeah. I do believe grief I do I and I'm you know I, I, my eyebrows are closing even thinking about this going it's like with people they go ah you're grand you should be grand yeah. now when really it's yeah. in my belief it should be I, you mm. will probably grieve for life, and that's okay. Absolutely, yeah. And it, there's no shame in that. There's absolutely no shame in it. Like, it was three years before I actually got to the point I thought, okay, I'm ready now. You know, mm. it was like there's five stages, apparently, of grief. Um, uh, I can't remember them mm. now, but one, the last one is kind of acceptance. Do you know what I mean? Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, she had a book on it. But um, acceptance is the final kind of stage. Yeah. And I, that took me three years to get to that, you know? Yeah, and yeah. A lot of tears, a lot of anger, a lot of um, guilt, so many emotions. But it was waves, you know? You might feel great one day and then it just hits you like a ton of bricks. Right. You know, and you just can't stop crying, you know? And that's what grief is like. Like his anniversary was there a few weeks ago and I cried for the week. You know, yeah, that's yeah. that's how it goes. But then I'm fine then for a few months. But then I could wake up some morning just thinking about him and just start crying. 
you know, and I'm not ashamed of that. And I don't think people should be ashamed of that. No, you know, and I'm very so, open no. and honest with my kids. You know, my son, he, he's, well, you're not crying again, are you? And it was his dad that passed, you know, but mm. I said, that's just me. That's who I am. I'm not going to try and hide it, you know. Um, doesn't mean I'm sad all the time because I'm not. Yeah, it's just yeah. if, I, if that emotion <laughs> comes through you, like any emotion, you have to let it out, you know, in a positive way, whether it's through tears or whether it's talking to someone or whatever, you know. And as you said, that's the beauty of grief. It's just another emotion that helps us learn and grow, really. Absolutely. I think I think grief is it, it's there for its own purpose. And I... I know with myself, I feel my emotions to their extreme. So I'm grateful that I feel. Yeah. I'm grateful that I get feelings of, of like, for my friend there who, who died. I I feel a warmth, even though it's painful. Yeah. And I know I'm not the only person who thinks about him. Yeah. But somebody's thinking about him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, somebody's thinking about him, and, yeah. and I think that's that's. I think that's normal. Yeah. I, do, I I think the fact that we don't understand enough about that, um, suicide yeah. is like shameful, and you shouldn't do it. Yet they haven't a fucking clue. I mean, nobody would do it if they felt okay. Um, yeah, nobody would do it if they thought they had any any other options. Um, yeah. Well, why didn't you just talk to me? It's not going to yeah. work. No. I know. I know. With me, I didn't want to live. Yeah. Now, for whatever reason, I didn't die. Like, cause I lost six pints of blood. Um, yeah. I have no idea why I didn't die. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I didn't. But at the same token, mm. I can remember, as clear as day, what brought me to suicide. Yeah. And there was no sunshine in there. Yeah. It was just an absolute sense of darkness, despair. Um mm. the laughs I could get I couldn't get anymore. The joy I could get yeah. I wasn't feeling it anymore. Um Yeah. Nothing you see, nothing was working. And I yeah. was running out of substances <laughs> to want for a better yeah. word. I was yeah. running out of substances that were actually giving me enough of a kick. And even that yeah. wasn't good enough anymore. So yeah. when you were running out of things that are actually keeping you above the ground, <clears throat> the only place left is, is to go into the ground. Yeah. And I do not think of anyone that um, takes their life as shameful or terrible person. No. I actually look and go, not. you poor old devil, because you had no other way. Yeah, there was absolutely. no other way for you. There was no other, and you could be talking to the fucking Dalai Lama. Yeah, but unless he's saying something that truly resonates with you, and at that stage, you're pretty mm. much gone anyway. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, when that once that kind of light is gone, and as I said, I never experienced it before, mm. and. Yeah, as I said, after his death, and I was probably postnatal depression as well, so it was a mixture of both, I'd say, grief and postnatal. But I remember my father coming to me one day, and he said to me, which he never does, he said, Janet, he said, I'm very worried about you. Now, I still can't remember why. Mm. I can't remember even what I looked like to other people or what I was. All I know was that I couldn't stop crying. 
um, you know, I was just, my head just wouldn't stop. And I'd, I'd be crying, saying, please just stop, you know, and it wouldn't stop. That's all I could think of. And then I start getting suicidal thoughts, thinking I'm just going to end it. And then I thought, what about kids? And then I thought, you know, and just mad stuff was going through my head that never did before. It was crazy. And only my dad saying to me that he was so worried and he said, you were always the strongest one in the family. And, you know, I went to my doctor then Mm. and I said, please give me something. I need something to stop this. And she said, no, I won't. She said, you're a herbalist. She said, go and get some herbs. Do you know? And I hadn't even the strength. Yeah, that my own doctor said that to me. I said, I just need something to stop my head. I said, I can't. I said, I can't focus anymore. Mm. So she asked me, was I suicidal? I said, no, obviously. I didn't want to be sectioned. Yeah. I lied about it. Was, mm. you know? But um, I was very bad. And um, I went to my own herbal medicine teacher because it was a shame attached as well, that admitting that I wasn't able to cope and that I was feeling suicidal. Mm. And, you know, after what my own kids have gone through, yeah. there was a, an awful shame attached to that, having to admit it. But um, thankfully, my teacher gave me the herbs that I needed until I had the strength to start looking myself, you know. And within four days, I could feel a little bit of life coming back. It was amazing, really. And you, you see, you see, there's there's another reason why you're so strong with your herbs and strong with natural way mm-hmm. of living is because you, if you look at all the experiences you've had, right? And, yeah, I mean... <clears throat> You went to a doctor and she refused you and told you to go back to what you know best. Mm, you had yeah. experience with uh, science and it had allergic reactions with your daughter. Yeah. You know, you, you don't have to be a fucking rocket scientist to jigsaw them two together and go, well, that's reason why I question everything. You know that yeah. type of um, I'm not having much luck with the fucking medical department. And that's not a, a criticism no. on the medical department, but we're all human and we all jigsaw life together. And I mean, your life there yeah. in just them two stories wasn't exactly yeah. prominent. And, you know, you were telling me before about your husband that he, you believe he wasn't getting the help he needed as well. Is that right? Um, no, he, well, he was in Roscommon Psychiatric Unit. Hmm. For four months. Yeah. Um, so he was there. Um, not that he wasn't getting the help. I don't know, was he being fully honest? Because he was telling me how depressed he was. And he said, I'm really, really depressed, Jana. I said, you need to tell your doctor. Mm. You know, I didn't have the tools then. I just had a new baby. Yeah. My son was six weeks old when this all kind of kicked off. Um, not that I wasn't supporting him. I told him, I said, I'll support you any way that I can. Um, I didn't feel that I was qualified enough in herbs to actually treat him with herbs because mm. I didn't understand what the issue was with him. There was no diagnosis ever as to what had happened, you know. And yeah. um, even after he died, but he wasn't bipolar, he wasn't schizophrenic. So they were trying them with different medications, and I think that really, really dragged him down. So say, you know, when he went in there. He was, you know, they were letting him out every day to go for a jog and stuff like that. But then they changed the medication and he seemed to just go down a hole. And I had spoke to the doctor right. and, you know, I said, he's not been honest. Please just try and draw it out of him. He's very, very depressed. And the doctor was saying, no, no, he seems fine. Uh, he told us, 
you know, he's doing well. And I said, he's not. I said, he's going to do something. And they start letting him out then for um, day relief. Mm. Um, so I think for a few weeks initially, he was been let out for day relief, say on a Saturday. And I just had this, I just had this feeling that I knew something was going to happen. And the weekend before he passed, um, or sorry, no, two weeks before he passed, I rang his doctor again and I said, look, I said, he's going to do something. I said, I know he is. I didn't know, I didn't have any answers really. I just, to me, him being locked up was safe. Mm. Even though that sounds crazy, but for me, it felt like a safer option until we could figure out something, yeah, you yeah. know? Um, and they were talking then about letting him out at the weekend and I said, no, it's not a good idea. I said, he's going to do something. And on the, what day was this? The Thursday one of the nurses rang me and he said, look, we're letting him out for the weekend. And I said, please don't. I said, he's going to do something. And he committed suicide the next day when he was let out. So, you know, I don't know what kind of help they give in there, really. Do you know mm. that sort of way? I'm not saying there wasn't because his social worker was amazing. Yeah. Do you know, she was lovely, really willing to, to help him. And, you know, I had her phone number to ring her any time. Um, but I felt... It was kind of just a system, you know, they wanted beds freed up for the weekend and regardless of my fears, which I had been over three weeks expressing, they weren't been listened to really, you know. Um, so I think it's just a broken system. It's it's just the way it is. You know, people are just being given drugs as opposed to looking at the body as a whole, as you said, diet, Yeah. you know. Uh, looking at is there a nutritionist there? They should have nutritionists there. They should have herbalists there. They should have people doing mindfulness. You know, mm. there should be. It should be not just doctors. Just the mind. There should be. Yeah, there should be like because that the tablets are just all they're doing is just masking the symptoms. They're not getting to the root cause of issues. You know, that's um, it. Yeah, they're not getting to why you. They're not getting to why no. you want to end your life. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think he's ever he ever expressed to any of them that he wants the end of his life. But I knew when he mm. says to me, he's an awfully depressed. You know, I said you really need to tell your doctor that I'm not a doctor. Do you know, I was mm. trying my best to help and to be there and to listen. Um, but I didn't have the tools. You know, and I suppose after he went, and that was a huge amount of guilt that I carried. Um, nice, okay. over that, yeah. huge amount of guilt. You know, that I could have done more, you know. Mm. But, um, yeah, wasn't meant to be, I suppose. No, but, and, um, and yeah. you know, that's one thing I know with, with life is the what-ifs afterwards that haunt you. Like, it's, you know, a few people have contacted me and, like, if I only knew and... But, but you don't, like... Mm. If... You don't go around going, hey, listen, I'm going to kill myself because then people would stop you doing it. And yeah. it gets in the way of what you actually want to do. And that sounds very blunt, but that's just the reality of it. Yeah. So you do put yeah. on the smiles and the jokes and the laughs. Yeah. And you do make sure nobody sus suspects the inner turmoil that's going on because you just want a bit of crack for them few hours to get the fuck away from it so that when you go back to your mind... At least you had some form of joy. And that's what I said to you earlier is that when that starts getting smaller and smaller and smaller and the window yeah. of joy gets smaller and smaller, that's the danger. That is the actual danger time. I yeah. I know that now I can, like, 
you know, I know now if my happiness starts dwindling, yeah, I watch it like a hawk. I go, oh, you know, don't let it go too far. And I have a complete, yeah. we'll say, program for myself in a sense of self-care or fucking comedies on YouTube and whatnot. But I, yeah. I know exactly what to do. And then, I mean, all the shit food is like, look, I have my sweets and my chocolate and whatever, Easter and all that. But if I'm going through a dip, as I call it now, I allow yeah. no junk food in because yeah. I can't afford to. Yeah. You know, because the problem with suicide is in an instant it can happen. And it's it's a lifetime for everyone else, you know, to experience. For everyone else. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it sure is. It's a, it's a huge, you know, and I know myself when you're even thinking that or in that frame, do you know, that sort of way, like, mm. it's, you know, for me, I was thinking of my kids because they'd already gone through suicide. I was like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't put them through that. That's yeah. the only thing that kept me holding on. Like, I could see myself actually just going and doing it. You know what I mean? Mm. And mm. it's just, I just wanted my head to stop. I wanted all of this to stop. But then I had to, just that split second of, no, my kids, I can't. Do you know, yeah. and as you said, it's that split second, you know, where you have to catch yourself and have that bit of reasoning come in to say, no, okay, you know, mm. um, and you don't want to admit it either. As you said, you, you smile to people and, you know, you go out to the shops and meet with friends and they think everything is great, but inside it's not. And that's the scary part of it when you keep that hidden. Oh, the laugh and, the and the jo- I mean, the care. laugh and the joke, but... But that's as common as the guess. You always hear that. Jeez, they were the laugh and joke at the party. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because they're trying to hide um, the darkness that's in there, you know. Um, and the amount of people that don't like talking about it because, you know, they are afraid they'll bring you down. They don't want to burden mm. you. They don't. Yeah. They'll, they'll feel ashamed. Oh, God, you know, what will they think of me? Yes, exactly. And the problem yeah. with with suicide is it's an actual thing that happens. You know, yeah. I talk about suicide as I would uh, broke my hand a couple of years ago. I talk about the two of them yeah. exactly the same with no yeah. difference because there's no point in trying to end the stigma. No. If I'm going to feel ashamed about something that happened, you know, I broke my hand and I slipped yeah. my wrist. But it should be talked about in a sense of it it's just that's life yeah. because when you can actually say to someone, do you know something? I'm actually feeling suicidal if I'm being honest and I don't know what to do about it. Yeah, exactly. You know, because that's the truth is like the only reason people feel suicidal is they don't know what else to do. Yeah. I've talked to hundreds of people over the last 10 years who have survived suicide and they all didn't know what to do. They couldn't solve the equation of their life. Yeah. You know, and, and <clears throat> no more than myself, thankfully they figured a lot out and they, mm. they would have never done it if they had that knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And it's nobody's exactly. fault. I mean, even with me, when I, when I done it and I'm thinking of you here because people do hold guilt, people held guilt with me thinking somehow they could have cured me. No. Well, that's never going to happen. It was it's always up to me. Yeah, it was always yeah, up to me to solve it. Yeah, yeah. It's always, 
it was always up to me to sort myself out or not. And, yeah. you know, that's always going to be my um, thing in life to be able to sort myself out because it's not anyone else's fault if I kill myself. That's just no, on me. That's not. just on me. Yeah, but everybody, we're, we're in such a society where we've all had to take each other's problems on. Because that's basically what it is. Do you know, some mm. of us have grown up with, you know, you get to blame if you're the eldest in the family or you're to blame for them getting, you know, the younger ones doing something. So you, people grow up with this kind of um, sense of responsibility for other people. We're, we're never taught how to be fully responsible for ourselves. We always have to, even with this pandemic, you have to be responsible for other people. It's not about personal responsibility at all, mm, you know? Mm. You're protecting everybody else, but what about yourself? If everybody took personal responsibility, there would be no pandemic, you know? Yeah. There probably would be less um, suicides and less issues in mental health if people were able to openly talk about it and take responsibility and say, this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling suicidal, which I'm sure 90% of the population have probably felt suicidal at some point in their life. Maybe that's a different what to do with. They might have just a, a, a cry for help. Yeah. Because they were so lost in themselves, mm. do you know. But it's about being able to take that responsibility and say, no, this is how I'm feeling and I need to do something about it, do you know. And I know for myself, when my ex committed suicide, I was in counselling within a month. I went to Pieta House mm. because that's what I felt I needed to do because I couldn't talk to my husband here you know, about how I was grieving over another man. It, it, it's not, you know, how do you, how do you talk about that? It was a few years before I was actually felt able to actually say that properly. Yeah. You know, I was devastated over his loss. I was devastated over him dying. And it was the best thing I ever did. I should have done it initially. Do you know, but there was yeah. that shame. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Carrying the guilt as well, like. Carrying the guilt. Carrying the whole lot of it. You know, carrying... His, his burdens and, and problems that were, you know, mm. um, it's, it's, it's just crazy really how it kind of pans out. But I think if we all take responsibility and allow each other that space to be open about how we're feeling instead of pushing it down and hiding it, whether it's through junk food or pharmaceuticals or drugs or alcohol or whatever it is. Too many people are just pushing, pushing, pushing things down. They're too afraid to be themselves and to be open. And it's a shame, really, because it's causing huge amounts of um, mental health issues and other issues all over the world, you know. And I think it's only going to get worse because, as you just said there, with the pandemic, we're becoming less social. We're becoming less mm -hmm. empathetic. I mean, yeah. the suicide cases are going to rise with this. And yeah, I heard figures of over 10,000 already in Ireland. Now, I, I haven't seen the uh, statistics. Right. But I did hear someone say that apparently it's over 10,000. That's a huge, huge amount of suicide. It's huge. You know, yeah. that's an awful amount of families mm. and children and parents to lose somebody. It's, um, sure, I, I it's was, heartbreaking, yeah, really. I was there, like, during the pandemic, and, you know, I was off and... um. And kids are kids, <clears throat> you know. And they would frustrate you, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was just thinking while I was off. And, you know, the kids were doing me head in. And, uh, you know, I settled them down or whatever, you know, that type of way. Yeah. But then I was thinking afterwards going, 
Because I'd be... I have a capacity for violence. You know the type of way? Yeah. So I have a capacity yeah. for violence. It's it's just in my nature. You know, I'm not... Yeah. I wouldn't be a fucking panda bear. I'd be more of a, a, a predatorial type of animal if I was an animal. And... Yeah. But I was looking, and now I didn't fucking hit them or anything like that, you know? Yeah. But afterwards, yeah. I was thinking, going, Jesus, like... I wonder how many families are getting the shy kicked out of them now during this. Yeah. That's and it. I was there and I was calculating this in my head going, how many people are going to kill themselves in 15 to 20 years from now because their father kicked the absolute shit out of them? Yeah. Because yeah. he couldn't go to the pub. His job is gone. He was stuck at yeah. home with his kids and he couldn't vent. Yeah. So his only way of venting, which is what generally not all people do, but some, is just to yeah. kick the shit out of the kids. And I was just yeah. thinking about this going, like, this pandemic in 15 to 20 years is going to take lives as well. When it's these children absolutely. that are being abused are going, I never yeah. got over the fact that when my father was at home, he absolutely bet the shit out of me. Yeah, and, I was just thinking and of this. The, the statistics are there actually from um, the organisation called Safe. Now I can't remember. I have mm. it saved on my phone there somewhere. I think it was something like thirty something thousand phone calls to this organisation. Like it's gone up. I think it said something like sixty eighty percent throughout the pandemic. The calls for I help. Do, yeah. you know, I do know domestic violence because I know a couple of guards. And domestic violence has gone through the roof. Through the roof, yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah. It's absolutely, and like, as you said, the kids, which the wood, it, you know, and it's human nature. Like, I'm the same. I'm no angel. Do you know what mm. I mean? And I have to do what I do to keep me calm. Yeah, you know, I yeah. do my breathing and try and ground myself because I can lose the head as much as the next person. And yeah. anyone that knows me, they know I can be a cranky fucker. Yeah, and yeah. I don't hide that either. Do you know what I mean? And my kids know that. And I say, oh having a bad day I'm sorry it's not your fault you know I take responsibility mm. you know if I've given out to them for, for nothing you know because it's human nature I don't let them feel bad because of it but all these other kids out there as you said you know they're what are they seeing what, what, what's actually happening to them and they're been made to feel that it's their fault when it's not it's a societal thing and they can't you know? they can't go out I mean you know they can't go out I, no. I, I remember growing up and we weren't in a pandemic but the you know the old lad would give you a fucking baiting call a spade a spade yeah and you could at least fuck off out and play a game of football with your friends and kick a ball yeah. or have a game of chasing and yeah. run it off you and you know you call him a bit of a cunt and your mates yeah. call yeah he's a bit of a cunt and their father would have given them a flake and too and sure, yeah. we were all grand because our fathers were giving us a couple of fucking baitings. But <laughs> now you can't do that. Like, even if the father's baiting you now, you can't go to your friends because you're not allowed to go to your friends. So no, I do no. be thinking about the absolute damage that yeah. this is causing. And, yeah. you know, bringing... This is going to bring the, the, the whole, we'll say... Two stories of what you were talking about in all of this is, is suicide and, and the pandemic. The two yeah. of them are lined up as far as I see because the yeah. amount of people that are going to kill themselves. Yeah. 
20 years from now, 15 years from now, nobody's going to relate it to this year. But the children, the the children mightn't even relate it to this year. But the fact is, because of the domestic violence, it's going to cost lives. And I I was thinking about, like, that's genuine now. As I said, I didn't fucking, I didn't hit them. Get out to fuck, I think I said, you know, something like that. But yeah. at the same token, because I could feel it in me, I was there going, Jesus, I'd fucking love to give them one. Yeah. And that's the but truth. That's like, human nature, and there's very few people that would admit that. Oh, no, you know, like, I, 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 as yeah, I said, yeah, I'd fucking... Yeah, yeah, fucking and, 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 oh, sure, look, every fucking, <laughs> every inch inside of me was there, go on, go on, go on, go on. And I, you know, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't, like, there's no point in saying I did, no, I didn't. You wouldn't. No, uh, you wouldn't. Yeah. That's the thing, you stop yourself. You do. You, you yeah. ha- look, you have to fucking stop yourself. Or, or, you know what I mean? Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But at the same token, yeah. there's people that don't. Mm. And that's because of the fucking pandemic too. Yeah. And what about cases of OCD as well? That's going to, like, the, the fact that they have to, they're, they're afraid of their own germs. They have to wash everything. They have to, in schools, they have to wipe down the tables. They have to spray this. They're constantly having to clean their hands. OCD is going to go through the roof as well. Do you know? Yeah. That's what I think. It's not just going to be, there's going to be a whole host, like, it's like a domino effect. Everything is just going to be, have a knock-on effect from each other. You know? And I can see OCD absolutely, you know, children being germaphobes and, don't touch each other. It's. It, I think it's going to create as well um, a lack of empathy as well, because oh, they're not absolutely. allowed absolutely. to hug yeah. or kiss their friends or hold their friends. Like for little girls, the most basic thing to do is to hold their friends' hands or link up the road or get mm. mm. along together. And boys play a ball, as you said, and you know, mm. roll around the grass with each other, wrestle with but, each other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But this is going to, I think, cut off an awful lot of empathy. Because they're going to be afraid to go near each other. I think, you know? yeah, I I think we're heading for a very dangerous society in a sense of... Yeah. The way, I, the way I honestly look at all of this is this, right? In the 1960s and 1970s, they had this big warfare against bacteria and they have to kill all of the bacteria and kill all of the germs and the germs are bad. And, they, and they're yeah. going around trying to kill as many germs as they can. Even though... You know, science has now proven if you were to line up a human being cell by cell, you know, there's about 90% of the cells bacterial, 8 to to 9% of the cells on top of the 90 is viruses, and then 1% of the cell is mammal. We're literally 99% bacteria and viruses. And we what, are the virus. Yeah, and, <laughs> we are. We yeah. are the virus. We're, yeah. We've been meant to be afraid of each other. We, we are the virus. Yeah. It's crazy. And I think I think we're going back to the sixties and seventies where they're trying to sanitize the fuck out of everything. Yeah. When it's been now proven that you need to be around viruses, you need to be around bacteria. Yes. You yeah. know, it's not any coincidence that the the people in the country are healthier because they're around farm animals and whatnot because they're exposing themselves continuously to different forms of bacteria. Yeah. 
And it's no coincidence that the people in the town are sicker because they're all congregated together. And I think what's going to happen with this, as you just said, people with OCD, you're going to have people that are germaphobes. They're going to actually make themselves sicker. Yeah. I remember years ago when I researched all this and I was looking up the gut bacteria and I, when I was there going, Jesus, we're 99% bacteria and viruses. Yeah. And do you know these bottles in the house kills 99% of all bacteria and viruses? <laughs> and I was looking at it going, that's me. Yeah. And I got rid of it. It's, right. Everything is killing us off. And yeah. I've never used any of them products since, right? No. Now, no. there is Dettol in the house, I think, and there is Domestos in the house, right? Um, they're in the house. I don't yeah. use them. I've never no. used them since. And I clean the toilets of our house and I've never got sick in that sense. And I use yeah. I use a bit of windoline <laughs> for cleaning the toilets. <laughs> and it fucking does the job. Bacon soda. Bacon, bacon soda. soda. Yeah, there you go, bacon soda. And a bit of vinegar and that will fizz up in the toilet, leave it for a few minutes, give it a good scrub, a few essential oils and that's how I clean my toilet. There I don't go. use any of that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I use Water, vinegar, bacon soda, even washing my clothes. I don't yeah, buy detergent right, or sure nothing. Jesus yeah, Christ. nothing at all. Um, because, as I said, my daughter had the skin issues mm. as well. You know, she had the bad eczema, so I started and just you see, making my own clean and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's, it's all conspiracy and you're a fucking mad woman and you're all this. But really, when you actually get to the nuts and bolts of your story, mm. you've yeah. had... Uh, negative. I won't. Again, I'm not saying the fucking yeah. the the healthcare system is bad. You've had negative experience. I've had negative experiences with the healthcare system. Yeah. One of the reasons I no, I keep saying one of the reasons I do the podcast, but there's a load. I just keep saying, like when I when I done my wrist in, they pulled the curtain and they started scolding me for doing what I did to myself, oh, yeah. as if somehow that was going to fix me. How dare I do what I do yeah. to myself? And that's one of the reasons I do the podcast. So they yeah. drove me, in essence, yeah. to do this. I actually went up talking to 25 psychiatrists in St. Lomans because of the fact yeah. that they pulled that curtain around and scolded me. <clears throat> yeah, I went up to talk to them to explain to them to not do that. You should not yeah. do that to people like us. It's bad enough no. that we're there. We didn't expect yeah. to be there. When I woke up the next day, I had all the troubles I had two days before that, plus all my new troubles. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so yeah, it's it's not that you're a conspiracy theory person. You had bad experiences, and basically, you're yeah. trying to help your family. Absolutely, and that's what it is. Yeah. And I know some other people, other stuff works great for them, but it's it's for me personally, and like. I never realised going back years, you know, I always, you know, it would have been skin issues. My, my mm. son had um, eczema when he, he was younger as well, a small bit, not as bad as my daughter. Um, I would have had psoriasis, eczema, skin issues growing up. But I've just found that the natural way suits us better. It suits my skin better. I don't get itchy. I don't have psoriasis. You know, um, just stuff like that. It, it just changed my life really completely what suits me mm. other people might find other things suit them but I was the, the one that had the perfumes and 
you know, uh, Febreze all over the house and mm. the nicest smelling Lenore, you know, mm. that was the way I was. But I didn't realize that that was actually causing a, a lot of my, my, my skin problems, you know, and health issues. So when so, you kind yeah. of, yeah, I so think when just people kind are of, um, hypersensitive yeah. like we are, um, yeah. You do have to alter your life a little bit to see. Like, I, I'm at the moment, which I won't say it's comical, but I know it's time to stop. I'm at the heaviest weight I can be, right? Yeah. But I get a woeful bacterial fungal thing on my feet, right? Yeah. And I know it's because of my diet. My diet is... Yeah. It's... it's I'm still eating a good diet, but I'm eating a lot of poor with it. I'm still on the whole, yeah. you know, eating poor. And I yeah. I know as soon as I clean up my diet, my feet, yeah. naturally, like, I can go to the doctor and I can get, you know, uh, an antifungal cream. Mm. And it works, right? Yeah. But I also know if I clean up my diet, because I know this with myself, no more than you know yourself, yeah. In yeah. Uh, in about a month or two, once my diet is clean, that actually goes away. You know, because I've and cleaned... That's, and that's about taking personal responsibility, isn't it? That's, a, you know, that, that, like, that's my point, is I, I can go and get um, an antifungal cream, 100%, and it works, and I've tried it. Yeah. But because yeah. I'm always testing myself out, right, and I know myself mm. no more than you do now, I can clean up my diet, and the fungus yeah. will go away. Because... Yeah. As I says to a friend of mine today, you know, it's hard for, I always said the Americans were going to suffer more with the pandemic because their diet is crap, right? Yeah. As I says to him, it's very hard to fight a virus when you're fighting a fire of inflammation over here too. Yeah. You can't be fighting a virus when you're fighting inflammation. And unfortunately, the standard American diet is an inflammatory diet. I know yeah. I'm eating nothing but inflammatory foods at the moment, so my yeah. my skin is going to break out because my body goes, well, I'm fighting off the inflammatory foods. I don't really have much time yeah. to be fixing your fucking feet. So unfortunately, yeah. the fungus that's there is just going to come back. Yeah. As soon as I clean up my diet, and I know this to be true, it's not like I'm guessing it because I've done this to myself loads of times. As soon as I clean yeah. up my diet and eat, eat a very high-fiber diet, I'm no longer fighting inf- inflammatory foods so the boys yeah. will go down and just clean up my feet <laughs> that's as yeah. simple as it gets like you know and that's but what goes in has to come out somewhere absolutely so it will, it will show in breakouts or skin issues or as you said uh, fungal infections or you know and that that's the way it works your body will tell you it has to come out somewhere yeah, your, your body, body will, will tell, tell you, you. it's yeah. no more than you you're into and, your herbs and you know the benefits of what they do yeah. You know. Yeah. And it should be taught in schools. The whole lot of it should be taught in schools about taking personal responsibility. Um and shown different ways. Absolutely. So that kids can find their own way. Yeah. Instead of just the one way. My 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 grand my kid's grandfather came down there one day and I was doing a batch of kombucha. Mm. And uh you know, I had the big eight litre jar down and bacteria is in it and all that sort of stuff and he goes what's that and my daughter went oh that's butcha dad uh gaga to call him that's butcha yeah and he goes what's what's butcha 
Oh, that's friendly bacteria. It's good for your tummy. Yeah. She was only, you know, four or five at the time. Yeah. But because they they grow up with that, they see that, they see me, like my kids see myself, my wife cooking. You know what I mean? Yeah. They see, you know, we we will have pizza and chips maybe once a month. This like, yeah. I'm not an anti fucking all the way because I do believe you need to teach them how to eat bad food, and Absolutely. not often. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. But at the same token, as a parent, it's my responsibility to teach them about a high fiber diet because that works for me. Uh, yeah. Whole foods, you know, nothing is nothing. There's very little processed food in our house. Um, yeah. And how to actually eat? That's my yeah. responsibility. You know, as I say to yeah. as I do say to my friends or whatever. When my kids get older, and if they do form mental health, which chances are they will. I mean, nobody escapes it at this stage. No. I'm going to basically go back to, well, what's your diet, what's your sleep, what's your exercise, and are you reflecting every day? Because they're the four things I do. Yeah. Come back to me when you're finished doing them, and then we'll solve it. But until you, it. <clears throat> because you can't, mm. you can't solve life unless you're doing the fundamentals of what a human being is designed to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it, yeah. Yeah, you have to. And even with me, if I have um, clients for consultations, that's what we we work on, the whole body system. Do you know what I mean? So we Mm. ask about lifestyle, diet, smoking, drinking, do you know, um, what stuff are they using in the home? And we, you know, tell them, well, you know, if you have skin issues, you do need to change your detergents and what you're using. Um. If it's food, you know, because you can recognize it by doing the consultation. Well, if yeah. it's food, I'm not a nutritionist, but I do know if you're eating pizza and chips every day, that's yeah. going to affect you. You know, you need to actually eat a little bit more healthier, drink more water. Um, so, yeah, that's that's basically just the way that we would kind of do it. And it's yeah. looking at the whole lifestyle. But, uh, you know, people will go to the doctors. It's just become too easy, you know, just giving a tablet or giving a pill or here, take this and take that. And what I found myself, I think it was about, after my ex died anyways, um, I got really bad sinus and chest infection and throat infection, mm. um, which I couldn't clear myself. And so I went to the doctor, and my doctor, again, who knows the work I do, she said, look, I'll put you on an antibiotic, but it's normally two tablets three times a day, but you're only allowed to take one twice a day because your body is not used to them. Um, mm. So I did the course of them. And I was never sick in my life afterwards. My stomach was sick. My whole inside, it messes with your gut flora. I ended up getting thrush. I was, I said, that's it. I'm done with antibiotics. Because after not having one for so many years mm-hmm. and then going on one, because obviously, as I said, I wasn't able to, having the strength to go picking herbs and that, I just said, right, I'll just get an antibiotic for this. And it just completely knocked me for six, you know? Yeah. And I think when the body is so used to constantly having the inflammatory stuff, it kind of adjusts in some way to it. When you're off it then for a while and you go back on something, you can see the effects that it can actually have on the body, you know? Absolutely. And and when you get your body used to a certain way of being like that, I mean, I'm not saying I had the COVID, but I went to the doctor in 2020 in January and... He said to me, there's a virus going, we don't know what it is, you know. 
Yeah. And he gave me an antibiotic yeah. and he gave me steroids. And I never took them. I don't. Like, that was, I think, the third antibiotic he gave me that I, the prescriptions are in the press. Yeah. Now, the only thing I can say is, the only thing that made me remember the 2021 was I couldn't climb the stairs. Yeah. I was buckled. But I was saying to myself, Jesus, this is some sickness. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be off for a few days. And you know when you have mm. kids, getting yeah. sick is a fucking treat because you definitely yeah. don't have to do anything, right? Yeah. So in a fucking <laughs> weird way, I crawled up the stairs and I was going, ah, you little fucking beauty, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to be in bed for a few days because I knew I was buckled because I couldn't even climb the stairs. <laughs> Yeah. And I was off for a couple of days. I yeah. don't know if it was the COVID. The COVID was going at that stage because he said there's something going, but we don't know what it is. Yeah. But at the same token, I never took anything for it. You know the type of way? Yeah. Now, yeah. I haven't been sick. Would you believe I haven't been sick since? Yeah. You know? Crazy. I didn't even get... I did now, yeah. I didn't, I, was, get, I didn't even get me chest infection there... This year, last year, I didn't get it. That was the last yeah. chest. And I normally get, you see, I didn't pass any heed because because I spray cars, I thought Asher's just another chest infection because I do get them. Yeah. But I have been as strong as an ox ever since. Yeah. You know? That's it. My kids, I think, had it last January as well, January or February. January or February. sick. Yeah. Yeah, in de- December as well. Every week they were mm. off school for two or three days. I was like, "What the hell is going on here?" Yeah. And it seemed to be the same kind of thing: mm. temperature up and down. Then they were fine, you know. And I let mine fight the temperature. I don't give them calpol or anything like that because the body is designed to fight it. That's mm. what I believe. Um, I'll just give them herbs to help them support them through that fever. Mm. Um, but in January, then they both got this um, sickness again. My young fella practically slept for two or three days now this is a a four-year-old yeah you know they don't sleep they kind of as soon as there's a bit of energy they're up but he practically slept constantly for a few days and he had this cough for a few weeks that we couldn't shift Mm. but again i just gave him the herbs and just continued on with that and same as myself i got a sickness as well there during the year and knocked me for six i just couldn't keep my eyes open i was exhausted but just got on with it. Mm. You know, I wasn't going to run out and get a test and, oh, I have the COVID. Do you know, to me, it's something I stayed in, stayed away from people, stayed away from my mother because she's vulnerable, mm. you know. And that's what I did. I just treated it myself and treated it like any other illness. Well, when you say, <laughs> you know, when you said there that, you know, don't, you didn't try and bring down the, the fever or the temperature, right? Mm. Um, I, I, I was listening to books on on the body and yeah. that's the body's not na- the body's natural response is when it gets a virus yeah it will actually it deliberately increases the body's temperature because yeah. that kills the virus so actually yeah, decreasing exactly. the temperature is yeah. not helpful towards killing the body or the virus so it's no, actually it's holding, it, it's holding it within the body mm, so mm. it is yeah so that's a so, so there's actually science to what you were saying just there, because it yeah. actually is, 
It's the body's way of naturally fighting the virus is to increase its own temperature to kill off the virus. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's what it does, you see. And my young fella, I think his temperature went to 40, 41, which was actually very worrying because it mm. never went that high. It was like, oh, my God. And I was so tempted. And I said, no, I'll just keep giving them lemon balm because that helps with fevers, supports the body. Mm. And the next day he woke up, he was like he was never sick, you know. Yeah, yeah, he was, built up his immunity. Yeah, perfectly yeah. fine. The next day, just up and awake. I was like, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. You know, uh, very worrying though, and you're sitting beside them all night and you're wiping them down. And but what did people do for generations? You know, before Calpol came along. How did we get to how did we get to two hundred thousand years? How did we survive? You know, how did we manage <laughs> all these years? Yeah, exactly. You know, and and, um, and that's why I do believe. Um, people might be, you know, you're cruel or you're not cruel, whatever. It is nature. When you mm. strip it away, it's nature. And when yeah. I say that, I think of my mother and I think of my yeah. children and I think of anyone that's elderly. It's still nature. Don't make it into yeah. something that it's not. No. Because you're we, not going to be sick either and go out around the shop coughing around people. Not that's at their all. I mean, I, I, you know. I completely and utterly... Don't give a shit about COVID, if I'm being honest, right? No. That's the truth. It didn't affect me mentally. It didn't affect my life. My life has not changed one bit. Before COVID, no. I went to work, went to my mother's, came home. With COVID, yeah. I go to work, go to my mother's, come home. Um, once a week, I, go, I do the shopping. My life has changed zero. Um, yeah. If I'm being honest... My life has got better because I'm introverted. Yeah. So I have to stay inside. Love it. Um, yeah. Um. So it has improved my life in a weird way. But yeah, I'm I'm not going around. I don't care about the COVID in a sense of I don't allow it in on my life that I think about it. At the same yeah. token, I I hate wearing masks, right? If I'm being honest, mm. I fucking hate wearing masks because it's like someone has their hand over my mouth. Yeah. And I can't and and that's the truth. And even though I spray yeah. cars, um mm. it's an air fed mask. Yeah. Huge difference. Yeah. Cold air. I don't coming. wear masks yeah. at all. No, I, I don't like mm. wearing them if I'm being honest. But the way yeah. I look at it is this I'm going into Aldi, I put my mask on it's 40 fucking minutes and I'm gone and I hate it. If I'm being honest, I hate it. Yeah. Right? I don't. Yeah. <clears throat> and I hope, I hope when all is said and done and the science comes out, which it is there, but they're not seemingly mm. reading it and they go, oh God, look, yeah, well, you don't have to wear masks anymore. Um, yeah. I hope when they get to that stage, it'll be great. You know. Yeah. Well, initially they were all saying that there was no need for a mask. All the videos of Fauci and all these other professionals that were they were all saying no you don't need to wear a mask you know unless mm. you have COVID and you're at risk of passing it to somebody else and you're out and about but now they've all retracted that you know but I won't wear a mask I was raped when I was 15 and mm. he held his hand over my mouth you, you know and when there people are looking at me now yeah. you're an anti-masker I'm like well yeah I think it's wrong to take away people's right to breathe but I have my own personal reasons do you know what I mean mm. I cannot even the thought of putting anything over my mouth makes my stomach sick mm. and makes me feel panicky. Mm. So 
I'm not going to do it just to appease other people, you know? And I think people should have that choice. If it makes them feel uncomfortable, they shouldn't be forced and have these signs in shops saying they're mandatory. So I've never worn one, and I won't, you know? Um, Because it's infringing on my right to say no. Is that what you didn't want to talk about earlier on, you know, because you're saying 15 and 15 is when you had your trouble? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's one thing. You know, I was sexually abused when I was six as well, um, lured into an apartment or a flat years ago. That was another thing. Mm. But, you know... as I said, you know, looking back on stuff, and it was many, many years before, um, because what happened to me when I was six, I only remembered it in my 20s, right. you know. Uh, it came because there was certain things I didn't like. I hated the smell of drink off anyone. It made me sick to mm. my stomach. I couldn't understand why. And then I got this flashback of this guy who was drunk and lured me, promising me a bag of sweets, you know. Um, but I don't remember the actual incident of what happened. I remember leaving there and thinking, oh, my God, my mother's going to kill me. She warned us to stay away from them flats, not to go there. Mm. So I never told anyone. And I obviously repressed it until I was in my 20s. Cause I kept trying to think, what is wrong with me? Why, you know, why is that making me sick or, you know? And the memory came back then of it. Um, and I felt different, you know, where my underwear area was. I remember leaving the apartment and I felt different. So I know yeah. something happened. I don't know exactly what. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. Like, as I said, I don't see any of it, you know, as trauma anymore. Mm. I see them as life lessons, you know, for me to learn and grow and to have more respect for myself growing up and be respectful and to, to know that there are dangers out there and to be wary of that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Cause I always would have been a very trusting person, mm. you know. And not that I'd be paranoid and always questioning people, but I question a lot, you know. And there's no, like, it's 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 like anything in life, you know, when you have been through life's experiences, you know, mm. if you want to call them that, it does make you into the person you are. I mean, yeah, it just does because... Yeah. I always say there's not two types of people, but there is people out there that have not experienced life. Yeah. And then when you have someone like me or you who has experienced pretty yeah. much all the, the traumas that life can bring, it does yeah. alter you as a person in a sense that you are more vigilant, you are more questionable. I mean... Yeah. You know, again, for all the fucking anti-maskers or that you're a mad woman and all this. Yeah. You know, as I just said to you, right, I don't like wearing masks because, yeah. and that's why, because my, I I had someone put their hand over my mouth and I couldn't breathe as a yeah. child, right? Yeah. And when you have that happen to you, and that did happen to me, it yeah. fucking changes you. Yeah. Right? Now, mm. you know, I didn't experience what you did. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I, I be honest with you, I, I have to psych myself up for it. I put mm. the mask on, I'm into Aldi, yeah. I go around it. But by the time I'm finished with Aldi, I have a lot of anxiety, even though I've got myself yeah. rid of anxiety. And yeah. I'm deliberately inducing anxiety onto myself. Yeah. Right? Now, if I had experienced what you had experienced, I wouldn't wear a mask ever. 
No. And you see, this is the thing about life, is that people have a fucking clue when they're throwing, you know, names and, as I said, I've seen a lot of what was put up on Facebook about you and stuff like that. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons I wanted to get you on, because at the end of the day, I know you a long, long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know you to be a genuine person. You yeah. know, and I did want you to tell your story because, you see, there's always a story as to why people do what they do. And if people there's just always, yeah. took the time to actually shut their mouths, if I'm being honest, and just fucking <laughs> listened, <clears throat> you know. And listen, yeah, exactly. But and, and I'm very empathic of other people. Do you know what I mean? Mm. There would have been times in my life where I would have been judgmental until I've experienced stuff. Do you know what I mean? But even the work that I do now and the people that come to me, I get an awful lot of people with mental health issues. Yeah. I've had, uh, uh, since the lockdown, I've had two people suicidal. One person tried to commit suicide. Do you know, they're still at the bandages on their wrists, you know? Mm. And, you know, uh, I had another young girl who had bulimia and anorexia. I did as well in my late teens. Do you know that sort of way? Yeah. So although stuff at the time was traumatic, I had to go through it to get to me where I am now so that yeah. I can understand other people and even the people that are given out to me. Like I shared um, a video last year. I was getting an awful abuse online um, over the Nancy Masker and all the rest. But I shared a video on my own personal page and I said, you know what? It made me realize how strong my mental health is. Mm. You know, because when I was seeing the comments, one or two was a bit of a stab in the heart because were people that I knew and it's like these people know me mm. personally. And to be making smart comments was hurtful. Yeah. But I, I didn't, it didn't really faze me. I just thought that's their judgment. You know, I'm confident in who I am. I've worked very, very hard to get where I am. And I've had enough trauma in my life to understand that they're, a lot of their judgment is from their own trauma, you know, and their own fears and their own insecurities. So I'm not going to take that on board. You know, absolutely. And it's, you know, anybody else, if I was back four or five years ago when I was actually in a bad place um, and all this stuff was happening, I probably would have topped myself, to be honest with you. Mm. You know, but none of that even entered my head. I was actually laughing at a lot of it, thinking, my God, how ridiculous. This is this is how nasty life can be. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I just wish them well and I'd send them love and I'm not going to throw nastiness and um, ignorance back to them, you know, yeah, because that's yeah. not who I am. I'm going to stay true to I, who I am and just, you know, not give out. I, I, do, I actually find it comical, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. it's another lesson learned. I'm actually stronger than I thought I was. And that's it. In all, the, all life's lessons, I'm a firm believer in all life's traumas or lessons, you can either learn from them and grow or you can be crushed. Yeah. And I'm not going to be blatant and go, it's a choice as if, because it's, it, it, look, I can say it's a choice at 43 years of age because I, 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 yeah. I listen to books every day. I completely educate myself. I'm constantly yeah. improving my mental health. As I said, I'm constantly tweaking my mental health to see, you know, yeah. how much chocolate can I eat before I feel like fucking killing someone. <laughs> And then I'll mark that down and go, right, that's your limit. And then you bring it back yeah. by two days or three days and yeah. then you'll try something else. How many jellies can I eat before I feel like fucking, you know, sick yeah. or I get intrusive? And, and 
But I constantly do stuff like that. I constantly test yeah. myself out. But the experiences that I've had in life, no more than yourself, I have yet to meet someone and talk to them where I'm shocked. Yeah, same as. Because I don't come away from anybody going, Jesus, I can't relate to that. Yeah. No more than yourself. I can pretty much relate to every horror story that life has. And in that relativeness, I can talk to people no more than you can. And it's a lovely feeling, as you know, from helping people, that when you can actually sit down and empathize with another human being who's ashamed, and you know they're ashamed about something that they had no control over. Yeah, absolutely. they They feel better about themselves. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's that's what we're we're here for is to help help each other learn and grow. You know, Absolutely, and um, yeah. people are just so caught up in this whole fear that they're they're just creating this huge divide. You know, as a, as opposed to saying, well, that person has this view. Like if we all ate second bread and butter, we know bread and butter left in the world. Mm, Do you know what I mean? Mm. If we all just ate it constantly and that was it, or if we all like the the one thing or we all look the same we wouldn't be able to tell one from the other that's the beauty of life we're all different Absolutely, you look outside yeah. look at nature mm. nature is all over the place mm. it's not like a perfectly mowed lawn it's it's all over the place you know and that's what we're like as well and and people seem to forget that human side of it that we're all different we've all different views and especially with everything going on people need to start being more respectful Mm. and showing a little bit more respect instead of slagging on Facebook or wherever they're going or going around to their friends and slagging people off and sharing posts slagging people off which is what has happened Mm. to me I would never in a million years do that to another person to another human being never I think it's 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 just not right I I see stuff on Facebook and when I don't like it I scroll on by Exactly, same um, as myself. And, and I, that's been respectful of other people. I, that's what you do. There's plenty of stuff I don't like. I have an attitude of this. If you're not prepared to go up to the person's face and say it to their face, don't say it to them. Yeah. Behind a screen is is a very cowardly way to tell somebody what you think about them. Yeah. Now, generally, I wouldn't go up to someone's face and tell them anyway because the way I look at life is this. I'm a mad cunt, and I know I'm a mad cunt. I'm happy being a mad cunt. And I know mm. some people look at me like I'm a mad cunt, and I'm ha- okay with that. But yeah. the thing about it is, is I then would have to look at them if they're not the same as me and go, well, I actually equally disagree with how you live your life. Yeah. Because I'm quite exactly. happy with how I live my life. Yeah. You know, but I always find with people is this. It's people like us who don't say too much, but then everybody else wants to go, well, this is where I think you're wrong in life. And I'd be looking mm. at them going, but I equally think you're wrong, but I just wouldn't say it to you. <laughs> like, exactly. You think you can come yeah. up to me and tell me how I'm wrong in life, but I think you're equally as wrong, but I just wouldn't say it. And I yeah. find people bizarre in a sense that they think they're justified in that. Yeah. You know what? And that's why I don't. I if I if I see something I don't like, I just scroll on by it. It's 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 Facebook. Same it's, as it's, 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 it's yeah. a platform for sh- a platform for sharing information. 
Exactly. And I'll share my beliefs on my page and people have come onto my page. And I'm saying, look, I'm not going to your page telling you you're wrong. Mm. Because what you're saying on your page is, is your belief mm. and you're writing your belief. You know, I'll go onto my page and I'll say what I want to say. You know, not that I, I love a good debate. Don't get me wrong. And mm. I'm well able to, you know, debate my side of stuff. And, you know, I welcome other people's side of stuff. But I think the nastiness, there's no need for it. Um, to me, is a lot of it is projection of how other people are feeling. Yeah. You know, and I recognize that because I've done no more than yourself, a lot of work on myself. I've done a lot of um, reading. I've done a lot of courses. I've, you know, done a lot of different things, mm. all for my own benefit. So I can see people's character. Um, and if I'm judging someone, then I'm, I, I, I won't blame them for it. I'm looking at, well, why am I judging them? What inside me is, is not, am I not happy with, that I feel the need to judge somebody else and criticise them. Absolutely. You know? Well, I, I, I often think, the more control, I have this phrase in my head that I kind of, it's, it's like a mantra that I live by, that I, mm. now I'm not going to say I taught it up, because quite often and recently, I thought I was coming out with a dinger of a quote and going, she's your clever little bastard, not realising <laughs> the books that I'm listening to are obviously going in and it's somebody else's fucking words, and I'd be thinking yeah. I'm intelligent. Anyway, I do think the more control someone needs, the less control they are in of themselves. Yeah. Because the people that I know that are very placid and they don't get into anything are completely in control. And the ones that need to call people out and tell them how they feel and how wrong they are, they're the least people that I would know that are in control. Yeah. And I think people should work on themselves if you're least in control, rather than telling someone else, you're le- like, yeah. again, I mean, you know, i give you an example, and even though I've, I've never commented on your, um, on your yoke and uh, your page, and, and I've, I've read some mm. of the comments and I found them very nasty, if I'm being honest, right? Yeah. But let's just say, for example, I just went, Jesus, Janet, I know you years, you should cop yourself on, um, you yeah. know, wear a fucking mask, it won't kill you. Right? And then you come, yeah. well, I was raped at 15 and my someone put their hand over my face. Yeah. Now, that's none of my fucking business to start off with. No. Right? No. It's not for you to defend yourself and say, well, by the way, this is what happened to me. Yeah. But the same token, it forces people, doesn't it? Right, so then yeah. the person can't defend themselves because it's really nobody's business on Facebook, yeah. and you will get because I'm all as into me numbers. You will get a couple of hundred people around the world that will actually kill themselves over that. Going, do you know something? Yeah, I can't tell you I've been raped because it's none of your fucking business. Yeah. And then, I, then they kill themselves. Yeah, and I'm not mad in saying that in the sense of going. No, but that's the truth <clears> because the, the pressure truth. it puts like on people. people. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. Thank God my mental health is so strong. Mm. I didn't realize until that happened. And I did not comment under under one post Mm. Mm. whatsoever because I thought I'm not going to get into a debate about who I am or about what I believe, you know, um, and where I am in my head or whatever. And I don't need to justify why I do what I do. I'm talking to you now. Mm. I haven't spoke openly about this to anybody. 
a bear my close friends and family. Yeah. They know anyways. Um, but they've known for years anyways. But, you know, besides all that, nobody should have to justify their reasons for doing anything to anybody, and especially in a public domain, mm. when you have hundreds, if not thousands, people slagging you off. Half of them don't even know you. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's it's just, I don't know, I just find myself just kind of laughing at it. Mm. Um, because, as I said, people, as you said, we're going on about Caroline Slack and be kind and, you know, everybody's all against this cyber bullying and, mm. oh, that's mm. so wrong. Yet the very ones sharing all these posts about, you know, bullying online and being kind and talk about suicide and having their fundraisers for their birthday for Pieta House are the very ones pointing the fingers. Absolutely, yeah. It's crazy. I can't understand it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. On a a finishing note, if anybody wanted to contact you about your herbs, how could they? Yes. How could they? Um, well, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. So like, how, how would you find you? Like, how, what's... I, I'm on Mother Meok Herbs. So that's Mother, you spell it M-O-T-H-E-R. Meok is M-I-A-C-H. And then Herbs, H-E-R-B-S. Um, right. So that's where they can get me, Facebook or Instagram. Okay. Being abducted as a six-year-old and... and Thankfully, you can't remember. Um, yeah. And and then being raped at 15. None and of I that was a virgin is... at 15 when I was raped. I hadn't even been with anyone at that stage. I was devastated mm. because I wanted to wait. Yeah, you, you see, know. But like, it's an awful thing to have happen. Absolutely. But none of that is you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is the whole thing about life is... People are afraid to say something when none of it was them. Yeah. You know, you didn't say, well, at 15 I fucking took a, a handgun and I went and robbed a shop. No. You know what I mean? No. We're, we're taught no. we are a society where someone being raped is shameful on them. So they have to yeah. hide that. And as, as, but, as we now know, you, you're not wearing a mask because, because of that. Yeah, you know that's it. But you know the funny thing is, I didn't even realize I was raped, even though I knew what happened. Mm. But I always thought of rape. We we're brought up to believe rape was been dragged down the back alley by a stranger. Mm. But when it happens with somebody that you know, I did. It was years before I actually even recognized that I was raped. It was like, you know, even though I remember the next day scrubbing myself, you know, and then turning to drink and then turning to drugs and becoming bulimic and anorexic and all these things that had happened. It was classic symptoms of someone that had been raped, you know? Yeah, yeah and trying to And it was only yourself. years later in counseling. Yeah, that came out in counseling. I was like, I was actually raped. And she said, yeah, you were. Mm. That was rape. I said, but you can't be raped by someone, you know. She said, no, no, you can. You know, mm. it's crazy how we were conditioned growing up to think of things yeah, and to yeah. see things, you know? But mental well look I'm going to let you go then at that mm. and um, it was great chatting so do, we don't need to chat Monday now do we? we don't need to chat Monday I don't think there's much left <laughs> um, oh there's loads more Sean believe you me <laughs> I will look I'm open if you want I'll do Monday um, definitely if you want uh, yeah, no I'm, no, I'm only messing that's yeah. kind of 
there is there's always going to be other stuff in between that. But ah, there, there will, there will. But yeah, um, but, yeah. I'm extremely grateful and I'm delighted you did come on because I'll tell you, as I said from the beginning, I've seen you being slated on Facebook. I've seen the abuse hurled your way. And mm. I wanted to get your side of the story. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, you've had a very, very traumatic life. Call a spade a spade. Yeah. You've had an awful lot happen yeah. to you. Like, you know what I mean? You were abducted at six. Yeah. Raped at 15, you unfortunately, your husband committing suicide. Yeah. And you're still fucking telling the tale. Yeah. And you're not ashamed to say that you still feel guilt and shame and all these things that the human mind thinks. I mean, that has to be commended as well. And you're standing up for your children. Yeah. And I'm not trying to fucking, you know, like promote this as a fucking podcast. It's not the way I'm doing it. But I'm still. What I'm simply doing now is I'm highlighting everything that you've done. Yeah. And these are the reasons. Everyone has their reasons. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. You know, everybody has the reasons for what to do in life, and these are yours. Yeah. Exactly, you know? and we shouldn't be judged for that. No, because you um, don't know. The world would be a better place yeah. if um, everyone just accepted that we're all different, and we all have different um, outlooks in life. No more than we all have different diets um, yeah, yeah. and different ways of living and different behaviours. Absolutely. You know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I appreciate um, you taking nearly three hours to listen to me, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> You're grand. No, I really enjoyed that now, if I'm being honest. And um, thanks very much for coming on. Thanks a million. Thanks very much. No problem. Okay. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.